0: Good evening. I hope you are sitting comfortably, and that you have steeled yourselves for what you are about to experience. A podcast so directionless, you'll need a map and a guide just to make it through this intro. Should you survive the untamed wilderness of the fog of vaping, the profanity of politics, the gore of gaming, and the ever-twisting and undulating non-sequiturs, then... You can say you have proudly navigated and survived your journey inside the minds of the rambling vapors.
1: Well, hello, hello, hello! Welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome! What fucking episode are we on? Oh shit, no idea. No idea. Are you in double digits yet?
2: Uh, well, no. we're on season two. Oh. Uh, uh, Hold on a sec, I've got got a way of
1: finding out. Alright, well, (laughs) well, well, um, while we find out the episode, um, welcome back to whatever episode of Rambling Vapors it turns out to be. Um, Sorry for the long hiatus. Welcome to episode 5 of season 2 of Rambling Vapors. There (laughs) we go. Bungle to the rescue. How many Uh, episodes in season 1? Uh. 12? 10, 12. I think. No, we did one a month. 12. I know it was definitely 12. Uh, again, I can prove you wrong. I can, <laughs> no, you can go for it, but it's 12. Well, it says 12, but... No, that's 12, including the one that we never... Put yeah, on, or, yeah, so technically... No, 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 that's not including the one that we never read at all. It's just one that we only put on YouTube, the very first one we only did on YouTube.
3: So welcome to episode 17. Of Rambling Vapours
1: uh, Well, season 2, episode 5 Yeah uh, Anyway <laughs> Numbers uh, Sorry for the long hiatus Since the last episode We've all been kind of bo- I personally have been Majorly, majorly busy At work and so on So I've just not had time To get together and record Unfortunately um, but we are back. We are joined once again by our good friend, Marky Marky Mark. Mark, Mark. Hello. Not
3: not the Marky Mark. Marky Marky. I'm just sitting here in my uh, white briefs, you know, flexing.
1: <laughs> Return of the Mark. He's <laughs> uh, a sweaty Mark. I am
3: quite a sweaty Mark, to be honest, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm I surprised
1: you're not. So, that's a, res- well. uh, a uh, wrestling thing. Mark uh, uh, A Mark in wrestling. When you refer to a Mark in wrestling, it's a, a punter that believes everything that, you know, Oh, yeah, they, okay, they yeah, yeah, it, like, they're, yeah, they're a Con a Man has a mark, right, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, oh,
3: fair enough, okay, well, yeah, I apologise in advance for lowering the tone, <laughs> uh, yeah. but I'm looking forward yeah. to a good episode.
1: Uh, I'm sure those of you that have heard our previous episodes with Mark know exactly what to expect, so... Uh, dino Porn last time?
2: No, that was the first <laughs> time you No, know, that was one. the first one,
1: yeah. <laughs> Rape tour. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh god. Uh, uh, it starts. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, sorry for long hiatus, but we're back, um, uh, as just a quick side note as uh, the other the other project that we were talking about the d d podcast that's kind of put on hold at the moment while my work life is so mental just because not got time to juggle the two um but it is it is still happening it will still happen just bear with us on that uh couple of, maybe a month or so i should be it should be right how's it uh, going so far as well it's gone really well and like the first episode's damn near finished and edited ready to go out but it, i know i won't have time now to edit the second one because it took a long time to edit the first uh so um it's yeah it's a work in progress basically i haven't actually uh, heard of it. <clears throat> i'll, I'll play me... you so i'll play yeah. you some of what we've got so far yeah okay. i'm really, really looking
2: good. forward to the next episode because that's yeah. gonna be
1: my intro story and I am Jonesy. Well, I'm going to say to Ian that I I, I don't mind still recording. I just don't. Yeah, get it stacked up. Get yeah. it stacked up, and then when I get time, I can start editing it and getting it out. Well, the only um, reason we didn't record last time was because one of the mics had completely fucked. Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good now. We're back up to full mic strength. We've got four four workable mics between okay. us now.
3: I, I like honestly can't believe how fun it is. Like I've I'd never done any kind of RP before this year, and we did that dust City oh, City, yeah. game, and like I proper threw into it. It was it was really good. Like I've I i did not realize how much I'd enjoy it. Yeah. RP
1: like... is just absolutely fantastic. <coughs> yeah, exactly. Really I'd
3: is. actually like to do the GM stuff as well. Like, like, I yeah. reckon, like on, like mm. thinking on the fly and coming out with like awesome stuff. Like Ian is fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, seriously! Like, like that's the problem. Is like, yeah.
2: I've only ever DM'd. Well, I say once in my life. It was for one day. I was um, working at uh, MCM Expo. Funny yeah, enough, uh, Well, no, a guy I used to work with. His friend is. Does events for I think it was DVM Games, which is ba- they're basically an importer of um, board games like and D and D and stuff like that into the country. Okay, and basically we were there just to demo games. I was there just as a guy who knew a little bit about some games, had never done any D and D or anything like that. a long
3: demo, though, isn't it? You got to like get a bunch of people. Oh, together, we had, a, we set had a,
2: scene. Well, we had a pre-written scenario, which was one actually done by um, Dungeons and Dragons themselves. Like a pre-written scenario With- over two, yeah, over like two, top two rooms, basically, and that okay. was it.
3: But that's the thing, like, like right, but, what Ian comes up with, because he doesn't even use the pre-written scenarios. No, he's, he's come yeah. up with like maps and and city ideas and like, oh yeah,
2: like s- the stuff we've done with Ian. Like the fact that he will go into so much detail with the entire world that you're you're in. It's like this is insane amounts of stuff, and it's just like, and that's coming straight out of your head. It's like I can barely think about. I don't want. Don't know what to do today. I don't know what to have for breakfast. I don't know what to do for this. Everything's just like this is the world this is everything it's like
3: yeah. Where, where is that from it's the small I things think, as well yeah. right Like yeah, so yeah. like the changes like when you go somewhere where he you can kind of see it like when you pick something that he didn't expect you to do and yeah. he has to think on the fly and then like you know he's really adaptive with the, with the dice like I, I hadn't realised I thought it was always like a you roll some dice and you either win or you fail but actually like he takes into account the numbers that you roll and that, yeah. that is the percentage like of win that you did so if you've yeah. got 95 you're on 89 you barely got it kind of stuff but if you are on a 1 you completely smash the challenge I hadn't realised that that was it and yeah. like, having to tweak to those those small little nuances in the dice was just like he's really good at that like that's the thing
2: yeah
1: um, yeah no it's, it's been like it's really fun, and doing it as a recording session as well is—it just brings a whole extra level of awesomeness to it because I've been putting in sound effects and stuff. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, it sounds really cool. Um, but yeah, you yes, probably, that's
3: probably put a bit more effort into it as well because you know it's going out there. Like, it. I was quite surprised. I think a few of us were new when we did it um, at Dave's, right? Like, a few um, of us hadn't done it before. You hadn't Maybe done it before. I think ben Ben's done it once or twice. Yeah, Arda's
2: never done any sort of RP like that. But you I could
3: think. see, like, over time, them coming out of it and being like, "Ah, oh, okay, so this is it. like for me." It took a while even to just mentally think about how the game would work and whether I was in control of the situation or if I was reacting to the situation yeah. so I wasn't really like a hundred percent on how it worked but I picked it up over time and then yeah. I was like oh okay so I can actually I can actually do some like GMing myself as the character yeah Um, but obviously within interruptions-
2: it's more with them um, Dusty Outlaws it's very much more player driven as well the player tells GM I am doing this I'm yeah. going here in D&D there is more of an option for the the GM to try and kite you a lot more, okay. Whereas the GM in um, Dust City is much more this is a scenario, what are you gonna do yeah, with it? And I'll tell you turn, yeah. if you can or can't, or if it's gonna to take too long. Yeah, I'm just here to basically ref, I'm not here to tell you what you're doing. Yeah, uh, whereas DNDs is a lot more this is the scenario, this is what you have to do, this is where things are. <laughs> But like we we still threw curveballs at Ian all the fucking time. yeah. Yeah. Like literally. And I think the thing I found hardest to grasp when I first started RPing was knowing to know the difference between
3: player knowledge. Norwich. In Norwich. You, were, were you again? What was your name? I forget. So, like, Hung Fo or something. Uh, I was Bung Cho. Bung Cho, yes. So, um, how was your Norwich? Was my again. Norwich.
2: Yeah, the difference between player knowledge and character knowledge. You've got to know there's that separation there. You know, like, because obviously with Dust City, we're all over different places. Yeah. And you know that someone's gone to go do something. You don't know if they've been successful, even Ooh. if they've done it before your turn. You personally know, but your character is still none the wiser whether anyone else has succeeded. Yeah. So
3: it's true yeah I, and I think yeah actually maybe I didn't get that as well as I could have so that's something I need to work on like pretending not to know in a way um, but yeah like this is yeah. this will be the ultimate test so the next episode basically begins with me having been captured by somebody or something yeah and being rescued like you don't know what I've been up to and we don't know how long it's been or anything so yeah it's gonna be interesting because I'll have that exact situation where I'll have been listening into all the planning but theoretically my character is like in a cell or wherever Nonetheless, you just think yeah, you're sitting there know, So I could act like I don't know and like choose my own way type thing so yeah
2: but uh, yeah i'm really looking forward to you it. could even decide i'm gonna try and break out not knowing we're trying to break in to get you out or whatever yeah
3: that's uh, i really enjoyed like the face-to-face aspect of it more than the online one we did with yeah. uh, dave like the story was good and solid and everything but like being able to physically react and we know when each other are going to talk and things it was yeah it was maybe easier to pace yourself because you could sit there silently while you're listening to people yeah but face to face you can yeah,
2: there's a little bit more... You know when there's a chance for you to actually... Oh, actually, da-da-da. And people can see your visual cues, knowing that, oh, you want to have a word, rather than yeah, you just having to butt in on TeamSpeak.
3: That's it, yeah, exactly. And I think Ian was a bit more aware of that as well. So, you know, he realised if he was talking to two people for so long and something happened, like a crazy role, or he wanted to put some heat on, he... Called someone else into it and said, "So, what do you think should happen?" Like, so again, it's that you're yeah. telling the story. It really did feel like I'd read an awesome book by the time I'd finished. Like, I really enjoyed it.
1: So, after the, the slight little preamble about copying, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we're back and going to kick off some vaping news. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you.
3: done <laughs> Dun the, the dun BBC, dun no, I want Ski Sunday instead. It reminds of Bargain Hunt or Antiques Roadshow or whatever. Their theme tune is really similar. Not really. Antiques Roadshow is much different. But I feel like you could remix the two together. You probably could. I would like to see someone do that. Put it in the comments.
1: Anyway, breaking news Kyle. Yes. So <laughs> thanks. Uh and it's not Kyle. It's oh, Nero. Nero. I am going to keep correcting you. So I legally changed my name to Nero. Uh, but I am going to keep correcting you on it. so Nero, so Faro. <laughs> right. So first first news article that uh, I wanted to cover because it's actually fucking mind-blowing what's happening so uh, this isn't the consistent battles over in the US uh, against the FDA to uh, FDA I'm sure you, I've told you before I'm yep. sure everyone is well aware FDA effectively wants to ban all vapour products because have they,
3: have they now banned chemsex vape and that's what's happening have you heard Chem- about this? No. Chemsex is like on the banned substance list for the UK now. What is chemsex? Exactly. What the fuck is chemsex? You know like um, Do you mean pies? like um what's that spice or whatever? Yeah, yeah. All yeah, that yeah. stuff got outlawed, but they like recently like pushed it forwards to ban chemsex? Which I had no idea what it was, but it's basically like yeah, like fake MDMA or fake things that
2: oh, so not not drugs like, you use. While see, you're when sex. you say chemsex, right, I'm thinking okay. shit like poppers. Ch-
3: yeah, well, I mean, poppers actually are like probably like a historic version, like you know, example of chemsex, I guess. But like it's basically like powders and things you smoke, just like spice. But instead of for the purpose of just getting high, it's for fucking like maybe making you hard or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. That, that, no, sorry. I'm guessing that's what they have not banned in vapes.
1: No, well, I mean, no. What they what what they're trying to do in uh, the U S. in the uh, the FDA are basically trying to outlaw everything to do with vaping. They're saying they're claiming it's not safe and yeah, lots of kind of bullshit. But it basically boils down to big tobacco and big pharma losing out masses of money, so lobbying for it to be. Where's the nicotine come from? Do they still have to grow tobacco? To... No, no. It's a it's a nicotine a- extract, like a pure nicotine extract from tobacco. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. So
3: yeah, they, so they, do, s- they do actually have to grow tobacco yeah, yeah. to make it. So yeah, tobacco to... farmers are fine. It's the cigarette like manufacturing companies that are all...
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it, they it's a nicotine extractor that's okay. diluted in uh, either polypropyl glycol or vegetable glycerin. Okay. Um, or a combination of the two. VG so, all the way, bitches. Oh so, yeah, I uh, definitely VG. Max VG guy. But uh, so this this article is detailing some new fucking shit that the FDA are trying to pull. So they're uh, trying to put forward a new proposed rule for NNN levels. That's NNN levels uh, in smokeless tobacco. Um, so <laughs> the article goes on. Basically, uh, it's got some input from uh clive bates who runs a really good website that has a lot of in-depth uh scientific talk on and in-depth policy talk on the whole vaping regulation arguments and so on um he's uh it's called the counterfactual um he's a really really good guy he used to do something I forget what... Didn't we all? Uh, He was some kind of scientific-y type person. He was a scientist. doctor or some shit. Doctor of science. I don't know, I might be wrong. Or a science of doctor. Mm. Uh, So, anyway... That's
2: that's
3: the actual term for a plural group of doctors. (laughs) Look at that science of doctors over there. So,
1: I'm going to read a little bit from this article, which is over on Vaping Post. Um, (coughs) So, public health expert uh, Clive Bates is calling for the proposed regulation... The proposed regulation is calling it reckless, pointless... Um, and while the scientific director of Casar, which are the uh, like pro vaping, legisl like they are the the company the love the the organisation the pro uh, pro vaping lobbyist type. They are. If you're in the America and you want to know what to do to help, pro, uh, you know, help. Sorry, involved, like, in the yeah, America. The, the America. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not just, uh, you know, it is the America. Is America know? all like, are you in yet? I oh, fuck it. I hate America so much. No, like, that's do you not, hate the America you, though?
3: That's you know, that's yeah, the real question. It's not yeah.
1: against the people. Uh, people there. It's just. I mean. Duh. <laughs>
3: So, hoorah, he's, like, speaking up against it, basically.
1: Yeah, so, um... Yeah, Who, the sorry, who's director, behind the The lobby? scientific director of uh, Kassar, uh, Carl V. Phillips, is calling the FDA's arguments in favour of this regulation innumerate and junk science. Bates pointed out that he's generally in favour of regulations and standards uh, as they promote transparency and consistency. However, he added, uh, there are three qualifiers to this cheery... Whoop, scroll down the page half the way, to this cheery endorsement endorsement of standards. A standard has to serve a purpose, it has to be achievable, and its consequences should not outweigh its benefits. Um, The proposed regulation falls of... uh, fails of all the above, States Bates. The first point to take in is the consideration that the FDA's proposed standard of NNN is set at a lower extremity of what is available on the market. Bates pointed out that it is absurd from the FDA's end to impose a level that is untested, especially when in the case of NNN, the level is not controllable as it varies according to conditions such as weather and humidity levels. So, um, NNN, if I remember rightly, is a particular I forget what the actual acronym stands for, but it's one of the particulates in uh, vape is it also in cigarettes uh, I don't I don't believe so or if it is, it is I'm not sure I'm not 100% sure okay so this is, what
3: I'm saying is there's no like case sample to hold up against well, this is benchmark the thing
1: is this, this, this chemical uh, it's, its levels are affected by things like humidity okay. so you can't control how much what the levels of chemical are in there um and the FDA are setting a you know, a static value that if they detect more of it it can't go on the market. Wow. So it's basically a way of another way of reducing the availability of products on the market significantly.
3: This is really interesting though, so it's, it's actually working kind of as a future case study for legalisation of um, other drugs, so like it's come out of nowhere kind of thing, but been socially accepted more than say weed, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and everyone's onto it, but then they're having to go through all this case basically they're building cases to set the laws and the guidelines well, it's, for it's, it. It's, it's
1: less, so that'd be how you do it in in a reasoned approach but what's happening with the fda is they're using junk factually inaccurate science misrepresentative uh, representative science to enforce overreaching legislation yeah but
3: that's just the america they're, they're like no that's they're the like- same
1: over here in europe with the tpd Oh really? Yeah, ah, the, U- see, hoping- the U- like we. I mean, we've been quite. So this is one of the things I wanted to talk. So about it's EU regulations, so not one into. Of, one of the things I wanted to talk about is uh, is the European market post TPD because that's what we're living in now, and um, it's so the the TPD was overreaching in many aspects. Uh, the two biggest proponent, like uh, two biggest problems uh, within the TPD legislation, as I saw it, were the limiting of the size of lic- uh, li- like bottle of liquid that can be sold yep containing nicotine 10 and fucking mils that yeah it's like of, fuck yeah. all that, that's piss uh, all <laughs> and then the other one was the limiting of tanks to a maximum capacity of 2 milliliters wow well. Um, I was
3: talking to Bungle about this the other day, though, but it is possible to buy 10 mils of nicotine, right, and then you just mix your own shit.
1: uh, The the highest nicotine you can get is 20 milligram, though. Okay. So what they've done, yeah, that's another part of the regulation, was that no liquid can contain more than 18 milligram. uh,
2: Which is an absolute piss take for the people who make their own juice, because they used to buy it in a 72 milligram solution. Wow. But with that, I mean, that nicotine went...
1: Fair, I've got i I've got five hundred mil still of uh seventy two milligram like Pure nicotine base, or mm. as pure as uh, which I used to make my own liquids, and that would last fucking ages. Yeah, because you only need to use a few drops here and there, whereas well, uh, 18... for, a po- for a three mill uh, three milligram strength in a sixty mill bottle, you need two point five mils of that nicotine. Okay. Yeah.
2: Whereas, like when I bought this um, this juice, this is fifty mil bottle, but well, sixty mil bottle, but fifty mil juice in it, and I buy a ten mil shot of um, eighteen milligram, and that makes that uh, three milligram juice. When it's, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um.
1: So yeah, that's we. Are, there have been interesting ways where the vapor industry have kind of worked around the regulation. So uh, getting around the tank capacity side of things, what the actual law state is any tank with a pre-built coil. So uh, tanks where you have where you build your own coils for them, they can still sell those um, a at, at larger capacities. Right. Yeah. Um, and also a lot of um, like. uh, tanks that would come with the pre-built coils. They're replacing that with the RBA section, which is a rebuildable section that you put in place Uh, where you put the pre-built coil. So a lot of the tanks are still on the market. So I have seen the um, TFV-12, which is a
2: beast of a tank, still on the market because they're selling it as an RTA because
1: they put the rebuildable atomizer inside. And all drippers are being sold... um, as competition devices not for use with nicotine (laughs) i definitely see that's genius mate sport right yeah Yeah. so um there is we've actually done a lot to get like the the vapor industry's done a lot to get around yeah i have seen some videos of
3: like vape ninjas doing all the yeah yeah exactly the jellyfish.
1: so i actually i love
2: watching the vape trick stuff but the bit i can't i can't stand cloud competitions
3: is that just the biggest cloud yeah Okay, so he's got that, that's just like yeah, it's just best. like
2: that's more like a dick swinging contest, basically to me. For me, that's what that seems like. So, if you can do some fucking awesome tricks and do like like try and wow, the judge is the best. Awesome. If you just taking a big deep hit and then look how big my clouds are. There's skill are. to that. There is oh, there, skill, there is to, skill to it, but you it's still... You
1: like, how to yeah, like, get the most, most vapour into your lungs, the best angle yeah, but it just to get the longest plume. Is it
3: on length and... <laughs> I it's on, I just said it's that, on yeah, length. It? I think it's on length and density. Okay, so how do they measure it? Do they sit side on? So so back they stand to back.
1: back to back and they do it against a measuring oh. board wall. <laughs> Oh, but it just seems like
2: such a dick swinging contest to me a bit.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, th- I, see. I think it's fun. the other one's a bit more arty, I guess, because it's almost yeah. like dancing in a way, like yeah. where they move around with it, and yeah, that's yeah, interesting
1: though. All right. Yeah. Um. I can't remember. Uh, yeah. No. I was talking about that regulation. So. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So that's where was I about talking that regulation? I was talking about the FDA. So band- tank size. Yeah. Tank size. Yeah. So in terms of um, the EU, we've actually. Um, Found some ways to get around the legislation, overreaching as it was, um, but in America, what they're proposing is all vapor products that entered the market after 2007 have to go through um, a legislative process where they get approval to be on sale, and it's at, given how fucking bureaucratic America is with this kind of things. But well, the FDA have not process to clear like this is how you go about this process yeah rubric right you they, they've, need not, the they've not shown any way anything they don't even know what forms they need to fill in um and it's av- it's been worked out the average cost for the going through this legislative process per item could be like two million dollars wow
3: so, so um, yes, weird, I mean, they're like destroying the small industry size eventually the thing, will is, a big industry like, not step oh up? this
1: is the fucking con this is the, the the constant contradiction Trump's there going oh we need business back in America business back in America but he means big, business
3: he means big business yeah, so like the is, fact there, is, is, that is that there a big vapor company? industry
1: was a growing market that was creating jobs creating yeah. profit it was all manufactured everything was in-house in America but on, on, a, co- on a
3: cottage it. scale as well no I mean, it's not
1: like it was Big, it was medium, large-scale enterprise. Yeah, mm.
3: but the thing, like what I'm saying, is you, you. I don't couldn't name a company that made vapor products or, or made uh, you know, liquid I, li- Like
1: uh, okay, I can name several. Um, Asmodus, one of the biggest. Um, you could go with someone like so
3: Kennedy Vapor. They're full size, like plants, basically, like industrial plants to develop. They do
1: it, have yeah. like manufactured, like uh, Grim Green for his juice is manufactured in a proper full laboratory. Well. You know, it's they, it's a proper decent sized industry. Mm. Um, I guess. Do you think they, like they're not like that? You know, they are medium to large business.
3: Do you think like um the big smoke like tobacco companies now? Are they have they gone too far in saying it's bad for you to develop their own? Like does Marlboro? Do well, anything?
1: they already do. They already sell yeah. most of the things that you see in supermarkets here in America, or whatever. They're actually the ones. So Marlboro actually tobacco. making it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, it's like right. the not... well, well, the Kind of the name of the company that owns Marlboro, it's like Parker or something. Yeah, it? yeah. But yeah, they they're manufacturing the stuff like the um, the e lights, the Vipe pens.
3: And oh, they're like making that. the static ones that are multiple use, aren't they? Right. Yeah. 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 So you can't refill them or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. right. Because they're also lobbying. It seems weird that they're lobbying against themselves, but they're not actually. They're, they're, lobbying, no, they're against so
1: lobbying against. They're the uh, ones that. Because they they that stuff was actually on the market before two thousand right. and seven. Right. Since it like it wasn't. It's really the major, um, like leap forward in vaping technology has happened in the last two three years it's come a lot in three in the course like the last three years what you've pretty much gone from is those like sig like Basic yeah, um, pens yeah. to the kind of things that me and Bungle vape, yeah. and the quality of juice has risen. Um, the just the variety of products and varieties of method delivery in terms of you know sub yeah. so It's so crazy. I think it's been going for more than ten
3: years. In all honesty, it doesn't seem like that at all. No, no, uh, it's only taken it's off so much more prevalent. Yeah. It's
1: it, it, <laughs> like I say, the major boom in the industry has happened over the last three to five years. Well, four years, I think it was kickstarted by the smoking ban or anything like that or was it, was it already um, happening? I, no, I remember finding... So, I had bought my first ever, ever e-cigarette at the London International Wine Convention <laughs> Back when I was working at Obbins, so we're talking 2007. Okay, so it was, yeah. That When was the
3: smoking
2: ban?
1: 2006, 2007. The uh, smoking ban came in while I was at uni. I was living in Spain at the time, which was like 2000 right. and... No, it was after
2: I was at uni, I think.
1: Because it was before I went across to Spain when I was still working, at, when I went to the LIWF. Or was it when I came back and started working at Obbins again? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was when I came back, so in 2007. So it, was about, it was definitely because we came yeah. back in yeah. 2007. Um so yeah and it was it looked like a cigarette I can't remember like if they were were they marketed cigarette?
3: more towards people who wanted to give up smoking yeah, at that yeah, time weren't they they still are very. yeah but so. I mean like they weren't like for fun type things I seem to remember they were quite serious like when they, yeah it,
1: it, they were. there was a lot more of a clinical approach to the yeah. marketing but um, I and it was dog shit it was dog shit but I was interested and it, I went I, I didn't stick with that but I came back to vaping again a couple of years later what flavour were they uh, they were just tobacco really yeah Tobacco or menthol tobacco. Yeah,
3: that oh. was it. That's so weird. Like They didn't even try and... Because it was years before flavours started.
2: Yeah, like...
1: fla- flavours yeah. didn't really become prevalent until probably about 2009. Yeah, you say. used to be yeah. able
2: to get... Some of them used to be cherry flavoured. So I think yeah. the only flavours you could really get were tobacco, mint or cherry. Basically. Um, you, No,
1: there was a time where it became like you just get basic fruit flavours. Yeah, lemon get. and stuff. Yeah. And then you, get, being... then you start getting things like cola. Yeah. Um, but there was no other the interesting combination. <laughs> if there's yeah. a freeze pop for it there's, a, there's then a Dr. Flavor. Peeper <laughs> oh Dr.
3: Peeper would be amazing <laughs> I was saying about this yeah sarsaparilla would actually be really nice yeah. if you get hands on some I would definitely give it a go okay
1: I had some yeah. sarsaparilla pops, ice pops not long ago <sighs> yeah oh, awesome mm. man
3: that r- rooty flavour
1: do but, love root beer
3: I do exactly yeah you just don't find it anywhere
1: um, but wait for yeah, so a uh-huh. Most of the like juice as we know it now, like m- finely crafted combinations of flavours to simulate actual things and just weird. Yeah, it's wonders. flavor so, science or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's come a long way. Uh <laughs> that's why a lot of a lot of most in fact most juice is manufactured in laboratories by flavour artists.
3: Yeah. But then you've got like people who are taking those flavors and making them at home as well. Yeah, so yeah, well what, I do as well.
1: Yeah. Um like like the one I'm vaping at the moment, which is um a ginger Strawberry cream stack. It, it
3: sounds it sounds disgusting, but pass it. I'll oh no, it's really
1: nice. Let me uh, let me drip drip. All right, so uh, I'll drip will Come on to the new vaping acquirings in a bit. <coughs> um, there's a couple of other articles I want to touch on as well before we uh, hesitate out hesitate out of si- segue out of uh, vaping. <laughs> vaping news. Um, how
3: much nicotine has it got in it?
1: Three milligram.
3: Is that a lot? No. All right. Because I'm so precious about my body. Yeah. Strawberry, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I get the biscuit at the end, that's yeah. yeah. it. That is it's actually nice. quite amazing. Like say it is flavor science, like, yeah,
1: it's nice as well, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's just, it's in a way because I don't do it that often. Obviously, it's really disconcerting to have flavor in my mouth without any kind of solid substance to be like chewing on. It's great, I love it. <laughs> I, I, vape, I
1: vape, I chain vape like a- does it make you hungry though Because
3: it smells and No, no. You're no. probably the worst person to ask You don't eat it at all seemingly But like you know it must, it must do Like like cigarettes are supposed to make you stop Is it the nicotine that like I don't know I just don't find myself
1: getting else. hungry from vaping The one thing it makes you is thirsty Because the VG just dehydrates the piss out of What's you What's that Like the uh, uh... The vegetable glycerin It just dishi- Dishydrates Dehydrates Dehydrate. The absolute piss out of you Hence why I'm sat here chugging an 850ml bottle Yeah of it's, water. I was
3: like when I got here Obviously it was vaping as hell And like Sitting here I was like oh man need some fresh air because yeah it's really
1: you should go odd. to a vape vaping fucking oh my vape god it. oh my god vape was jam was horrible. insane. Yeah. Like, the shower when
2: I got home was lovely oh god, <laughs> it's yeah. it all gas 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 it's
1: constant like so as soon as you walk through the archway to get into it and it's indoor in the XL centre you can't vape in the concourse but as soon as you walk in you can vape you just can't see it's like yeah. gorillas in the, yeah. the was, XL's
3: fucking massive it well, well, this, well, this this, was a right, tunnel
1: so in. this is only one part of the XL the far end one sec like one right. side of it and the things at the far end, but as soon as you walk in, you can see the cloud of vapor that's been coming out of it all the way down. I wonder what comfort. it looks like
3: from above if it has like a, uh, like a thermocline. So you, you know, if you could put a camera in the top corner, you could look down, and there's actually like some open space and then a cloud. Yeah, like it's got its own little. Uh, it's yeah, really. Atmosphere. It's in
1: it like so you come out just sticky.
3: It must stink though as well because like you, the you flavors become, are nice on their own, but mixed together, it must become, be like lush. No, after
1: after about five minutes, though, you really become numb to it. It's but not yeah, the one thing headache. that happens is you dehydrate so yeah. much because everything in the air is just. The moisture from your body,
3: right? Yeah, and like, it also this, makes you feel oily, though. I feel like, yeah, you know, yeah like definitely. your hands and your skin. Like, yeah, the
2: DJs were just con- like there was a DJ in the middle, and they're just constantly saying, Don't forget, drink plenty of water.
3: That's random, yeah.
2: yeah. And it was, yeah,
1: it's, they are full on events, yeah. like
2: really
3: cool. But I guess, like, you know, smoking makes you thirsty as well, obviously. Yeah. It's but
2: the, that dry. tunnel in was insane because it was like we got there when it first opened, so it was just. <laughs> Hundreds of vapors in this tiny little enclosed space, being told you can now vape after not being able to vape for about like, five minutes
3: of being inside. Like, what is the vapor? Is it is it is it water?
1: No, based? it's polypropyl glycol, vegetable glycerin, uh, and color uh, like food flavouring And
3: is that flammable in any way? No, no, no. Um, is it oil though? Well, it's probably no, it's,
1: it's vegetable gonna, glycerin. It's gonna have a very okay. high flash point if it is. Yeah. Okay. It's vegetable glycerin and it's polypropyl glycol. They are just you know this. Well, vegetable glycerin is a viscous substance. Polypropyl glycol is a little bit more watery, and that's okay. what generally carries the flavours. Yeah. Um. And the vegetable glycerin is generally what gives you the clouds and density of clouds. So,
3: so it must be hard. really hard if you're at these conventions and you want to try a flavour because like there's so much ambient.
1: Oh, no, you know, no, you nice. can still... No, I, you can taste flavours. Yeah, because they've
2: all got... Like, they've got flavoured all these tasters there. Yeah, yeah, you can just walk around trying try and juice all Yeah, things. some of them have got like, things where you just press a button and it just blows the vapour out through a tube and you're just like... <sighs> some of them have got, like, RDA heads and just chuck it on there or some of them will just go yeah just chuck it on your dripper if you want
3: yeah but if you do that obviously you get up like you have to do it so
2: many I mean, times oh you recons so frequently if you're using do your you own
3: to, What's 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 the word you just used recont- Re, well rework and what do you is that
2: That's recotton just take uh, yeah just yes, taking the cotton I mean, and putting the cotton back like, in it's it doesn't take that long at all if you know how much cotton you need to use
3: yeah but between flavours
2: one
1: thing like I not. learned from the last time pre-cut cotton just pre-cut cotton
3: oh yeah so basically filters take yourself flat. Like oh
1: well, yeah filters, it's, right? I'm, I'm very tempted there's a company that does um, Cloud Quik- Kickers Society yeah they yeah. Quick Wicks oh <laughs> they're no they're... Cloud Kickers Society do bags of just pre-cut for 3 mil cotton ah see so, yeah, I've started building um, 2 mil inner diameter coils I'm well I mean I've got a frame staple on that I can't do anything less than 3 mil really yeah
2: I'm I, I just loved going down to small builds no nah. fair enough just a little tiny
1: so what are you smoking
3: bungle is it a little less cakey than than? Um,
2: the probably not because I'm f- in this one is just jams new strawberry donut <laughs> this
3: one's less cakey why is everything strawberry god damn it uh, and this one is chewbacco like chewbacco I'll which is um, caramel uh, and tobacco
1: this is slurp export
3: ooh is the button on the bottom
1: bottom it's a mechanical mod. That's the wrong colour for Slurp Export. No, it's not. It oh, no, it's cold filtered, sorry. Yeah, Slurp Export's the purple one.
2: Yeah. Oh, no, I know. Fuck- I've got that in six milligram. I've got some
1: of the Slurp, I think, in... It's sweet. Yeah. It's a bit minty. Like, all yeah. cooling. It's got that cooling culada cool in it.
3: Yeah, what... Is it bubblegum as well, though? What no, I don't reason? know what it is.
1: It's just Slurp. Slurp cold filter. Yeah,
3: it's definitely something fruity in there. Yeah, with fruit yeah, yeah.
1: they're weird sort of mixed colas.
2: Like the slurp export's really nice. It actually has what tastes like. Have, did you have? Have you ever drank nettle tea?
3: Mm, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Not that I can remember.
2: It's but it basically just very very herby. Mm. And it's the,
3: sort of like um you know when you get herbal toothpaste. Yeah, it tastes a little bit like that, but much more pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> And what uh, was the other one? one. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yes, yeah, the punnage. Does it just <laughs> taste like chewing tobacco? Like, no, it's it um, It's
2: caramel and tobacco, but it's mostly caramel. I've um,
1: got a tobacco rum one, which is really nice. But
2: got that one because there's one I used to love called Smoked Custard by uh, Nick's Blissful Brews which you can't get in the UK anymore fidget spinner, fidget spinner.
3: and um, um oh yeah that's nice yeah oh that's caramelly
0: yeah
2: and just
3: a tiny hint of like it's unsmoked tobacco as well so it's just that uh, uh, oh man
1: that yeah. is like deep dark cigar tobacco
3: there's smoke. like more nicotine than I've had in ever what's this right deep it's
1: tobacco like tobacco it's cib- cigar tobacco and rum oh my god try it it's it's
3: yeah okay yeah. Oh wow, it's very rummy. Yeah. <laughs> Mark's now drunk. Yeah, probably just nicotined out, man. Um, yeah, I know. I think I think the Chewbacca might just win it through. It's a bit sweeter. I, I think, yeah, I, like... I, I do like the uh, the taste of that. It, it, it like it's like a barrel that you put beer in or something. Yeah, where it yeah, tastes it's like
1: really fucking an actual, deep and yeah. intense. Hmm. Oh. Got uh, yep, a couple I'm more. Can I got, have actually, have a drink. While we're on, while we're on it, I'm gonna to get you to tried my last two as well. Uh, uh, well. This one is just a pure fucking strawberry, like uh, it's a, a Queen's Reserve strawberry.
3: Did I mention that I really don't like strawberry? Well, you but does it them. if it tastes like red? If it tastes like red flavor, then I mean,
1: it, it kind of does. It's like a really synthetic sweet strawberry.
3: Oh yeah, that's that's pure like red laces.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the last one
3: that literally is a Mr. Freeze flavour
1: it's great isn't yeah, it yeah red it's just yeah. red flavour and this one have you got green flavour this I is Ronin's love... chocolate
3: Ronin as in the samurai yeah
1: it's, that's the company Ronin
2: <laughs>
4: Sorry,
3: your reaction to it popping is brilliant I think a bit of it like went into my mouth yeah it will yeah. do it's a... oh that's lovely thanks <laughs>
1: <sighs> oh
3: well, it's definitely making me thirsty. <coughs> oh wow! Yeah. Okay.
1: The flavour yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Isn't it? Like coffee chocolate. Come on, hit me up on that bitch. Mm. It's just the best chocolate.
3: Yeah, it's got a really weird aftertaste. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna have to smash my inhaler in a second. In all honesty, yeah. <laughs> who says this doesn't have any harmful effects?
1: Well, you are asthmatic, you know. It's probably, you know, it's not recommended that asthmatics smoke or vape oh, or do nice. anything like that.
2: That's
3: very
1: nice. Nice it's
3: nice, f- nice for the. Uh, ones, is that homemade? Nice, nice disclaimer nice after moment. you made me smoke yeah. one of everything that you've got.
1: <laughs> well,
2: you know. Well, I've got a few more flavors I haven't dripped onto yet. But when I get onto them, I'll let you try them. Oh, dude. Oh, Mark. Clumsy,
1: clumsy Mark. I'll have to edit that out. No, you won't. You'll keep that in. <laughs> no I won't I'll let it out right anyway back to uh, vaping news I wanted to touch on a couple of other articles I've actually got a few um, so the first one sorry just Mark inhaling um, did it away from
2: all the mics none of them would have heard it
1: <laughs> yeah so my own vape are...
3: I'm smoking a Brickanil Turbo Inhaler with Yeah. 500 micrograms of turbutylene Sulfate
1: <laughs> oh very nice Let's, let's Is get that, on a, that a nice powdery taste?
3: It's a 0.5 milligrams <coughs> right, per dose.
1: So, there's a couple of articles I want to touch on now, which are somewhat contradictory. Um, both, again, off the vaping post. The vaping post, great, great website to keep up to date on latest in vaping news across the world, really. Um, so, doctors in Australia are speaking up once again against local nicotine ban, explaining how making nicotine-containing how making nicotine-containing safer alternatives unavailable to smokers is sacrificing their lives. So, last Wednesday, Australian doctors addressed the Federal Parliamentary Committee, pointing out that smokers should have access to vaping products that (coughs) would give them the nicotine hit that they are addicted to without the other harmful components contained in cigarette smoke. Because the harmful thing is combustion. Yeah, tar. Yeah,
3: exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, that's Uh, that's interesting. I, I think that's like in all honesty the one most valid point the the, the argument for vaping is to stop smoking yeah it saves life and if you stop smoking it saves life stop smoking uh, cigarettes go to vapes much healthier even if it's not Healthy and has been improving. Yeah, to, just yeah, exactly. The lack of chemicals. Um,
1: uh, but according to uh, an article on news. dot com uh, <coughs> au, amongst the speakers was renowned doctor and tobacco treatment specialist Colin, Men- uh, Colin Mendelson, uh, who is an associate professor uh, in the Public School of Health and Community Medicine at the University of NSW. <laughs> um, Mendelssohn, who is an anti-smoking activist and works hard to help smokers curb their habit, told the committee that promoting abstinence is clearly not enough and harm reduction should be considered. The reality is that many smokers are unable or unwilling to quit. We can't just sacrifice them. Uh,
3: so weird. it's basically like an, a, a healthy prohibition. Like they're yeah. trying to say, no, you can't have it at all.
1: Yeah. yeah but unlike, like, uh, unlike and alcohol, again, which it's isn't all down great for down you, lo- this actually it could all improve yeah. Uh, for the big farmer and big tobacco like.
2: I find it insane because when when you think of Australia, you think of it as quite an easy going place.
1: Yeah, they're quite conservative though. There's a, yeah. there's a
3: fair amount of law over there. A lot awesome. of racism. Like, like, oh, yeah. like,
1: I mean, Australia is a really fucked up country when it comes to its politics. Yeah, and, and but
3: they're all involved. <laughs> That's like
1: you know. So this so the that article is it's a really positive uh you know positive piece at least someone from uh the American medical uh sorry you not know, the Australian medical profession is you know they are standing up and saying no look this regulation is bullshit, but. So I, I clicked over to another article on uh, on the Vaping Post titled, More Bad News from the America and Australia.
3: The Australia.
2: The
1: Australia. Yeah, and we've got to refer to Europe as the so, Europe from now on as well. In America, the first bad thing is that Oregon are raising the vaping age to 21. <laughs> so you can't vape under 21. Is a cigarette is,
3: age 21 as
2: well?
1: Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, no, but, it's
2: 18 in the States for cigarettes, I think. Yeah. Okay, because well, fair
1: the, enough. Fair the enough thing is, the same age. Y- yeah, the thing is, you can you can start smoking. Like, how easy is it to start smoking at a young age, right? Yeah, yeah. Say right. you start smoking at thirteen. Yeah. Which is way possible. I mean, I started smoking at seven. Um, <laughs> but you get to seventeen and want to give up, and you want to use vaping to help you give up, right? You can't. The no. state says no, nope, no. Nope, you got to keep smoking. Yeah. You, four few more years. years of damage. Four of more years. Yeah. So that's 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 the the argument against the 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 heavy regulation of vaping age. Cause, and the other thing is if you find like you've got you've got two options your kid's going to start smoking or going to start vaping. Yeah. Like cuz chances are they're going to do something at some age because kids do. Um I'd much rather fucking see a kid vaping than smoking. If they're gonna do one, I'd rather do the safer one. You know. Yeah, that's fair basically enough. it. The the one that's not gonna permanently damage their lungs for the rest it's of their life. It's as well, because
3: like, watching you guys, they might actually learn something as well. Because there's like loads of weird little engineering things in oh, building yeah, your own stuff. Like, yeah. what was the word again from the first podcast? The the how do you coil the wires? Oh, you mean Clapton's? Claptoning, yeah. <laughs> Claptoning. Claptoning, yeah. It's amazing. Well, what
1: I've got in my what I've got is a treble back, Clapton. No, no, with it's a, a, it's, a split a, it's what's twist. called a. Um, Claptronic it's, no, 5, A 000. framed staple Clapton. <laughs> so, what it well, is. I can
3: imagine that actually. Staples, like, isn't it?
1: In... No, no. So, what it, it's. Yeah, that's what it kind of looks like. Yeah. So, a staple coil is. Uh, about eight strands of ribbon wire sandwiched together end on end like that and then clapped them together and it looks like a staple yeah uh, like a row of staples a frame staple is where you do the same but you put two pieces of round wire either side of the ribbon wire to sandwich it together and then wrap all that together so you get like a long flat coil with lots of capillaries where the juice can get into so you get really yeah. depth, a good depth of flavour. Um, so, yeah. Whereas I'm running a, what's uh, called a Flapton.
3: No. Yep. Uh, it's which a flat, is um, the portmanteaued Clapton. Oh,
2: it's um, a flat wire core, which then wrapped.
3: Nice, okay. And the wrapping is the Clapton thing, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, it's a claptonized so- <laughs> flat wire, so a Flapton.
3: <laughs> Flapton.
1: So, yeah, that was the piece from, uh, from Oregon about them raising the vaping age. But then it goes on, right, to... To contradict the previous article Aussie's doctor's union claims No evidence e work <laughs> Oh wow <laughs> See, oh fucking Aussies are retarded There uh, goes a bit of our listener base Sorry yeah. But you kinda are
3: Yeah, but that goes with everything, right? So there's going to be liberal doctors and there's going to be conservative doctors. They all have different, like, you know, they're different institutions. So, you know, the American Association of Doctors or the American Doctors Association, and one is like, no, and the other's like, yay, like, it's going to happen everywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. And just majority wins. There's more well, money. The, the big, the big tobacco companies just have more money to yeah. chuck at it. And if you have more money to chuck at it, then you'll get things through legally. You know. Um,
1: so the little snippet on this Aussie doctors piece is uh, just just reads uh, in one of the more bizarre contributions to Australia's ongoing debate on vaping. The Australian Medical Association, <laughs> the AMA, if you will, yeah, the AMA, uh, the trade union representing the country's doctors has claimed there's no compelling evidence that vapor products are an Effective substitute for smoking Uh, Australia's vaping laws are notoriously strict but the government is at last looking at the subject in more detail recently the standing committee responsible for health held a public consultation and the AMA submitted a response unfortunately this response was resolutely negative referring to debunked ideas of renormalisation air quotes around the (laughs) renormalisation and claiming that dual use makes smokers less likely to switch In a surprise development after making their submission, the AMA then refused to address the standing committee in person. The committee heard evidence from tobacco industry representatives about reduced-risk products that was enough to keep the AMA away. Jesus. So yeah, there's a constant to a throw across the globe at the moment. Like
3: the thing is you never hear scientists or doctors say stuff like that. Like they're, you know, that there's no evidence. They, they they chances are they said something along the lines of we haven't got enough evidence or like the studies haven't been been carried out to give yeah. us the evidence, right? It's not that they like, is... saying that there's no evidence isn't isn't like proving the other the null hypothesis, basically. It's, no. it's it's just saying that we haven't like looked into it enough yet. Like vaping is as we've just said, like 10, 15 years old max. Like we do not have longitudinal. We have don't have the, the the 13-year-old smoker, who's no, been 65, we do, and dying we do, of emphysema. We do or
1: whatever. Have, what we do have is a number of uh, shorter-term tests, which are showing proof positive that vaping has significant harm reduction qualities. So it, this was actually a BBC Panorama thing. Um, one, a guy who'd never smoked in his life, never um, vaped in his life, started vaping yeah. to see what impact it had on his lungs and they compared that against people who started smoking they also uh, God, to they came, they, came that. Out to, they compared it against smokers lungs yeah. um the other thing that they did was they had several control study groups of people giving up cigarettes on different products yeah. so like nicotine gum inhalator nicotine patch and vaping and um, the vaping and then a control group that just didn't and like the vaping one had the highest success rate of of, like lowering nicotine lower and also just what they did is they checked like they did a load of tests like you know how like um, Breathing tests and things like that to check check lung health and general overall health, and they did that at the beginning and the end of like a six month period, and they showed the people that have been vaping and stuck to vaping the reduction in like chemical pollutant in yeah, their lungs damage, was yeah. insanely positive.
3: Yeah, that's that's really interesting actually, and, and like that is one good solid argument, and that's yeah the kind of studies you want. But like, so it's, like,
1: it's like, all like you know like any respectable sciences. Yes, we don't we don't know what this will look like in 20 years' time. But we can make reasonable estimates based <coughs> on the results that we're getting yeah, now. But all... even if even if there are risks, which there are, because inhaling anything is going to have risks. Yeah. The risks outweigh the benefits a hundredfold. Yeah. Because the the when you compare the risks of vaping directly to the known risks of smoking, they're so Background, they're so minimal the, the 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 really, I mean, it's just not, it's just plain stupid to consider anything else.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's covering the, the physical side, but like we haven't mentioned like the psychological side as well. Like, there must have been studies done on people who are trying to give up and following their like mental journey through it as well. So, you can't discount the fact
1: that. Well, yeah, no, this, this, study, this, this one too. study did cover that as well because they had some guys in there. Like, there was one guy who'd had like fucking. Throat plug thing put in, oh, yeah, trick, uh, trick, yeah. Um, and he was still smoking, and he went back to smoking even after, like yeah. everything else. But
3: um, yeah, it does. If they can uh, prove it's a deterrent mentally as well, and saying like you know they reduce their nicotine intake, and obviously they reduce their tar and oh, stuff. Oh yeah,
1: well, That's well I mean the the, nico- side. The, thing, the beauty of vaping was that you could have high nicotine um yeah. uh, to help with that but transition. the thing the
3: thing that will win people over like the conservative people who think that i don't mean the conservative party i just mean conservative people who want to get rid of it will be the fact that it actually can make people stop smoking cigarettes like well, they're not they're not interested I mean, in like, in are, like the, a thing in itself that they that people are, are welcome to do if they want the to is, they're talking about a transition yeah, from smoking the thing is, though, to not smoking i think smoking. there's
1: too much emphasis on like oh it's nothing you know that is the problem the problem is that do or die mentality it's either you give up everything or you die but you're talking
3: like 40% of the population like this. a considerable amount of people that is their line it's not about like the art form yeah or, I know but the like, the they, they're like what I'm saying is that mentality is wrong yeah but you can't you can't not you can't make people feel different ways the same you, well you
1: have to like... you know you have to you have to st- You ha- unless you, if you just give in to their, their way of thinking then nothing ever changes you have to constantly challenge if you believe that you're You know, and I'm not saying being disrespectful, but I believe, I strongly believe that if there is a confirmed, you know, your way of thinking, or there is a confirmed improved benefit, like a confirmed benefit from altering, the current perception and way of thinking, then yes, you should strive towards that. Because the current mainstream mentality is, you give up smoking or you die. That's it. They're your options. Where you, yes, vaping may be an option, but you have to give that up eventually as well. Why not just say, look, you can transition to vaping. This is something that you can do for the rest of your life to fill that hole. And all that while, you are not smoking cigarettes. You are going to be getting, you, you know, you will be leading a healthier lifestyle, your risks of death from lung-related disease drop, infant- like you know, by mass percentages. Your general health is going to be better if you do this yeah. for the rest of your life. So, you, why not have that approach? So, yeah, you might, you're you still might,
3: saving millions of lives. You might win some converts by like by doing that, obviously, but it kind of alienates some people as well. And like, it's it. You're talking about like standards and beliefs, and like some people just their standard it just won't allow change changing some standards is hard that
1: generation needs to die off
3: yeah but I mean that's yeah we're talking long term you know yeah 40-50 years really well
1: not really because the majority of the generation that's the problem are 50 plus 60 plus they're the people that are fucking up this this planet right Mm. now Um, on that note cheery yeah on that note let's take a break yeah i've uh, got quite intent, um but yeah we're going to take a break we'll come back after a while and we've got some more shite to ramble through uh there's one more article i actually want to touch on uh which is an interesting one which is, is going to be open for a little bit of debate it's uh one that i was just reading earlier today uh a That's chemist has published uh a little bit of a, a thing basically saying that you shouldn't dry burn your coils okay. um and there's some interesting counter arguments to it as well so that's one of the things we'll be touching on when we come back uh, amongst probably a lot of politics as well because we'll be crazy y'all and new shit <laughs> and new shit yeah and well after we finish up vaping news we'll round up our new shit because I've got some new shit Bumble's got some new shit awesome new shit yeah nice right so yeah we'll be back Go cool. host. catch you soon
2: Bongo. Are we not? I wager not. Are Although,
1: we? I feel a bit. W- are we
2: not, men? No, we are rambling vapors. Welcome back. To- <laughs> nice. Cheesiest <laughs> <laughs> to fuck. part two. Oh, captain, my captain. <laughs> I, I was going more going for the uh, the Devo song, but <laughs> if you want to stand and go, oh, captain, my captain, feel free.
3: Yep, I'll do it now. Getting up. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Thank you, Mark.
1: Yeah. I don't think you'll have heard that book, Mark, is uh, very heartfelt and is, Oh, Captain, my Captain. Exactly.
3: I put my public school boy outfit on and everything, my blazer, <laughs> my, short, my short tie.
1: <laughs> um, so we're back. Um, before we round off the... Uh, so I mentioned I wanted to touch on one more article. Um, so... I shall do just that so this is quite an interesting article um, written uh, by uh, someone uh, blah, blah. sorry I pulled it off the uh, vaping post again um, and it was quite an interesting uh, article entitled um, a chemist's advice uh, don't dry burn your coils so um, a chemist has basically come out and said that he's Concerned, um, what wait, so sorry, before you
3: begin, what is dry
1: burning okay, compared to sorry, wet burning? Sorry. Uh, dry burning is, uh, where you when you make a coil, uh, particularly, um, a coil that's where all the wraps are touching, uh, a contact coil, exactly. Um, what you need to do is ensure that it's glowing evenly you've not got any hot spots or anything like that and the way to do that is by pulsing it till it glows and then pinching it and strumming it with like a screwdriver just to get the coil settled and the metal settled so it's all the the currents transferring properly okay so uh, no you, juice when, on it basically no 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 when you do this you'll see it glow evenly from the center out okay that's what you're aiming for um but what this chemist has come out and said is uh that there he has concerns about uh oxidized, oxidization of the metals used yeah so obviously,
3: yeah by introducing heat you're stressing the metal and yeah metal.
1: so um. To dry burn or not to dry burn. The Hamlet's choice of dry uh, burning dry or not is rather a safety question than any other concern. As recalled by the chemist, uh, a dry burn consists in applying a lot of power to a bare coil in order to heat it and clean it up. From manufacturing residues, and uh, it's also used for spacing and alignment like we were just discussing. Um, So basically... His theory is of, uh when you heat the metal, um, it stresses it, yep. it causes an oxidization process, and can weaken the, the metal. So, here it gives a kind of breakdown of uh, coils and what they're made of. Uh, predominant, the most predominant why is used in coils. Yeah, because coil.
3: if you're using a screwdriver, you're obviously scraping it, and so you're making small imperfections on the surface of, of the metal. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, so,
1: the, it breaks down the, the main four metals it it misses one, which is a big use one uh, as well, but uh, the main four that it covers are canthol, which is your typical resistance wire, no temperature control it 's an alloy of iron fe 7 fe uh 70 percent and chromium um between 20 to 30 percent and aluminium between four to seven percent uh when heated aluminium oxidizes uh oxides form a protective layer on the surface of the wire canthal is one of the rare alloys used in heating elements that does not allow temperature control by most uh, the most advanced methods so here is potentially where the harm of vaping is coming in the fact that that cigarettes don't have that this may have metals Yeah, no 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 let let me complete the article Um, you've been told seriously (laughs) behave Mark that's that's the wrong assumption to jump to uh which is an alloy of chromium uh, 80% and nickel at about 20%. When heated to so called red hot temperatures, an outer layer of chromium 3 oxide develops, which protects the heating element from further oxidization. Uh, Ni 200, which is uh, 100% pure nickel, uh, that nickel oxide forms when the wire is heated above 400 degrees Celsius, depending on the degree of oxidization. Two types of oxide may be formed. Green NiOxide is inert, but black Ni oxide is very reactive. Um, but the thing with nickel is it's a temperature control wire and probably one of the more sensitive ones. You generally uh, would always wrap a space coil, and it's a well-known thing by anyone that's making their own nickel-based coils, is you don't dry burn nickel. You just don't do it. Okay. Um. So that's already a known thing, and the same is with uh, the other metal that they don't cover on here, which is titanium. The same rule applies with that. You always build base coils, and you never dry burn your coil to the point where it's glowing. Okay. <clears throat> because those are like for the other ones, those though, are like... confirmed to give off harmful oxidisation things at lower temperatures. For the
3: other ones, though, like how much work is involved to get it to have an even glow? Like you uh, it about... depends
1: on the type of build. Yeah. so like but more you just not builds. do it like you know no, realistically no. how much no because you what, you what you'll do is you'll end up burning your cotton and inhaling burnt cotton and things if you've right. got hot spots and oh, wow, you okay. to...
3: so you basically kind of have to do it yeah if you, ones... oh, not
1: if you right, right, not if you do a spaced coil if the co- if it's not contact and not each wrap is touching generally speaking that will burn evenly because you don't need to seat it in space so it okay. just travels properly so non clapped it... no no clap, you can do space clapton okay um and then the other metal is stainless steel. Uh, that's mo- probably one of the more recent additions to uh, the market. Uh, it's an alloy of Fe and carbon. The stainless property of the steel due- is due to the presence of at least 13% carbon. Uh, the carbon prevents chromium oxide from forming a protective layer. Some contaminants uh, in the form of trace metals are present in SS. Uh, the classical SS316 contains also small amounts of mol. Bendum, molbdenum and manganese. Um, stainless steel is probably in terms of the all right. I would probably say one of the safer wires to use um, in terms of this 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 particular discussion just because yes less partic- particulars are generated okay. of it. But um, the re so he goes on to say uh, the, the talking about the different types of dry burn which are the intentional one for when building and making sure everything or cleaning coils of uh, excess juice if you've been using them for a while and you want to keep using them like yep. particularly with RDA builds um, and then the unintentional dry burn which is where you vape your thing dry and. Do how, ju- how long is, does a coil last? Um, it varies on the type of coil <clears throat> okay.
2: and, type of coil, juice you're using yeah. how frequently you vape but roughly like a week
1: No I can sit on one For probably about Two or three weeks Okay Alright Yeah
2: When I get a new device I usually change coils About four times in the week Just trying to find The right build for it Yeah But my preferred build Varies from Build From mod to mod I have different builds In
1: each one really Because I prefer How it hits From that device Okay But this article, so it goes through all the different metals like that and talks about the different types of dry burn. Uh, But it does finish up with, uh, you know, the final closing elements of the article are about keeping this relative so there is no reason to think that a dry burn would make vaping worse than smoking nevertheless it increases the risk of releasing potentially harmful compounds that may be inhaled by the user in order to check the consistency of your homemade coil and clean it from manufacturing uh, residuals a moderate heating of the wire may appear useful from uh, the experience of vapors those users generally advise building non-touching coils so they don't have hot spots use a coiler to also help keep consistent builds um so nowadays heating elements are also being made of things like ceramic um the testing of which is underway um, there has been some limited early stage limited testing on ceramics and it's all been fairly positive um there was one company that came out VaporEsso where they had some damaged coils, but uh, they did they went back and did some testing and they they proved there was nothing harmful being released by the coils. Um, but it, yeah, that's the that's the main thing. Is even with this, the things you've got to bear in mind about the oxidization process, the general surface area. Yeah, if even the most extravagant coil builds relatively speaking is very minute mm. so the, the amount of particulate that can actually come off the said wire is very very small so yeah. even if it is there it's yes it's an increased risk but it's not yeah. It's it's degrees. This is know? kind of
3: what we were talking about earlier though, so there's no longitudinal study You don't know what the effect of it, that tiny amount accumulating over fifty years. We don't know what that is yet. No, it's not gonna be as bad as smoking cigarettes though.
1: Like but and that's it. the basic that's the but basic yeah, like you know, all scientific well. all scientific minds are, are pretty much agree, all reasonable scientific minds pretty much agree that regardless of whatever, vaping is safer <coughs> than smoking. Yeah. And that's the argument that the vape industry and vapors are trying to put forward. Not that, you know, it's safe. It's perfectly safe. Nothing is safe. Nothing.
3: <laughs> nice. If you take anything away from today, nothing is safe.
1: Yeah. So it's that's that's the general um the argument that's being put forward though, and that's why I, I was saying about challenging people's perceptions, because it's not about necessarily quit or die, it's about harm reduction. That's the end game. Yeah, fair enough. Save lives. Yeah. Any way yeah. possible. That's it. Um, anyway, that that does round off the vaping new segment that I wanted to cover. Um, so I think we're going to head on over into uh, to talking about some of the uh, latest acquisitions that myself and Bumble have made in the yeah. uh, the grand fine vape market that still exists for the time being.
2: Yeah. But I think last time I was here, I had the YMV Heretic and um, Druger. or Drug A, whatever you want to call it, by Org Vape. Droger.
1: Druga yeah. I hate drug-ays.
2: Druga Um, But since then I've also acquired A flawless Tugboat DNA 250 mm-hmm. And a Well the Green uh, Grim Green Recoil Or Grim Green Own <laughs> oh, Boy uh, Recoil in purple To go with the Black and purple mod Nice Because I'm a little whore Have you actually uh, Hooked up To eScribe yet uh, I have got the software Installed on my PC I haven't done any Sort of Tweaking Yet but there's
1: a lot there's a lot you can do in that what is yeah
2: it? Uh, the chip that's inside this mod
1: um is and
2: very 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 customizable
1: yeah so like i've got my own custom sc- custom screens and everything on the mod um and you can customize the temperatures and all the cal- all, all basically every aspect of your vape yeah. ramp up time ramp down time Anything you want, and it will support any metal like for <clears throat> that can be used for temperature control because you program in your own temperature <coughs> co- coefficient of resistance. Wow,
3: yeah. I mean, actually, me and Bungle were talking about this in the break, so it has a chip hmm. in it, so actually, potentially, it's a storage device as well. And like, it's yeah. quite a well hidden one, really, because people don't really look, even though it's, it's like five times. Yeah, the size there was of a,
2: USB a, stick. Um, a guy who works for a security firm as a basically a professional hacker who basically came across a guy he worked with he had one which had um, the game Flappy Bird on the device <coughs> itself so he, there was a way of accessing it through the menus and from that he basically got hold of the firmware reverse engineered it into a way that he could upload what he wanted into that space that you get to from the menus that enabled him to basically install so if he plugged it into someone's PC he could then install like back doors um, key loggers and anything he wanted basically it was a little hacking tool in his vape device yeah
3: with bluetooth and everything so you can even hack remote devices as well
2: well not that many devices not many have the bluetooth um and it's so far he's released a firmware that works on a series of mods he's removed any of the actual hacking codes like code from his git source well on github um but basically it's all there so basically you could basically upload it to various different types of mod and then play around with it yourself. Uh, But basically the reason he came up with that was because he was noticing when you're going into like a... um, Especially like IT businesses where they're dealing with a lot of... um, Well, they're they're developing a lot of tech. When you enter one of those buildings, you'll be searched and anything like a mobile phone, uh, USB sticks or anything that you can store stuff on is taken away from you at the door. But people were able to go in with a vape device... Yeah, it seems
3: seems innocuous, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it's completely innocuous. It's basically, oh, that's just your e no worries.
1: So everyone's got to take Mac mods, then?
3: Yeah,
2: it'll be a case of, like, oh, have been start blocking people going in with the mod with a USB port on the front of it. Yeah. Because that's the reason he did this talk, is because he noticed it was a massive security flaw, (laughs) and he now works in the security industry, so...
3: But you really could. I mean, it's not hard to hide a USB port behind some rubber or a metal, metal slot. to me. it's not, you know, yeah, no, it's yeah. not beyond the realms of imagination. no, no,
2: no. But the first thing that happened was, um, the guy who, like, our head of security, he does the same thing, he's a white hat hacker. He basically does penetration testing on our systems and all that sort of jazz. Um, and the first thing he did when he he sent me over this link and then came over and started talking about where he could find one of these mods because he's wanting to do it for himself just so he has a Proofing
3: thing concept. that you can
2: vape and yeah. then also go, boom, I can do it to do this. He, just, he loves having the those sort of tools
3: yeah it's the only way to learn isn't it Get your yeah hands on it and give it a go
2: yeah i think he may have had a bit of a past as a black hat before coming going white. yeah I they always
3: it? do though that's how you learn the yeah. business
2: yeah well yeah. yeah definitely well now now you're finding a lot of universities are offering um courses in computer security yeah so you can basically rather than having to do time as a black hat and risk your fucking but I guarantee oh, they have
3: lessons and lectures where they're actually the hacker. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, that, That's, that's their
2: job, is, is anyway. they're a hacker. So you basically, you get you do a course in this, you're basically taught to become a penetration tester. Hmm. You're taught how to break into systems. Which, all in all, sounds quite fucking fun. Yeah. I mean, but... I don't know if I'd want to go down that route because it seems pretty stressful because anything anyone does get into our systems, it's him that everyone starts talking to. Yeah. Because you know? he's like... So they got in here, he's like... Yeah, there's this massive gaping fucking hole.
3: And there has been a year. lot of it recently. Like, our, our company, like, we had loads of emails come around about, what like, this? don't open emails. It attack. Was I can't believe t- people t- are, t- but, like, yeah. yeah, the whole wanna cry and the ransomware that's coming out, it's, yeah. it's really, yeah. like, it's hitting everything. Yeah.
2: What's brilliant is um, after that, my company now, because we now do cloud-based subscriptions, so we now host cloud stuff. So we are now a massive fucking target, and we are getting hit quite severely
3: yeah. on a, on a always, weekly every basis every company has one idiot who's hey, not, oh, not aware of this oh, not even, not even with the
2: ransomware shit I mean people are trying to hack into our systems to get access oh, wow. to other people's accounts and shit Yeah. so it's just like we're constantly having to batter up our doors
3: but like 99% of it comes from social engineering so it's actually like about telling people not to like give details with well, phone with people say, you haven't uh, spoken the, before yeah. so while, emails. I was,
1: while I was working at my previous company they got hacked by the Chinese government
3: wow I mean, yeah, that's but that's the way it goes now. It is the government. The government's doing it. The yeah. Australia and the Korea, and the yeah. North Korea, the China, the, the China, China, yeah, China, oh <sighs> yeah, got to worry about them. China, yeah, it's China. like modern. It is modern warfare, basically. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, that the wars of the future are going to be done by Twitter. robots, drones, and hackers, <laughs> and vapes, and I'm Twitter. Cool. Yeah, yeah. You'll have some guy sitting there with his vape and his fidget spinner in front of a PC, and they're just like, tick, 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 tick. all of a sudden, all their drones just drop out of the air, and they're
3: like, "We win, yeah, nice. So anyway, flashing back then, so like. Is vaping more expensive than smoking? Uh, it depends since... how
1: you do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? yeah, it can yeah. be. It can be if you get into it as a hobbyist, but if you're looking to purely just, I don't want to smoke, it can be really cheap. Really
3: yeah. cheap. Because one battery pack, or last ages, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, it can definitely. Uh, I mean, you can spend like 50 quid on a decent starter setup, and then all your ongoing costs is just like coils and juice. Okay, uh, and but, you can buy pre-made coils and everything. yeah, yeah. Goes, yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, even if you get an RDA, you can buy pre wrapped coils. Yeah. Okay. But <clears throat> ty- typically tank with a pre made coil system, like a sub sub-bomb tank, is yeah. the, the, the most common method, I would think. <laughs> the majority uh, the ones you tend to see
2: with most people using are either Kanga or smock, I've been noticing recently. Yeah. As I'm okay. walking around town the majority of people see with big tanks so they, well, no, it's actually Aspire that's,
1: se- that's what they sell in. Aspire uh, fucking shops in doing town. really
2: well. Yeah. I mean it's, I mean, I've never actually used an Aspire tank.
1: Um I've used the Cleto And it's a nice mouth to lung Yeah Tank um, I hadn't this. Oh I've got uh, No that's you well The crown the A mouth
3: to lung tank
1: yeah, yeah mouth So you've got two side, so like, Two so like, types of vaping You've got direct to lung And mouth to lung Direct to lung is what me and Bungle do Where you inhale like a <laughs> uh, Mouth to lung Is what you would use A device Is that your Pico? Or uh, My One, Like this yeah. for so this is like More like a, a lo- cigarette This thing, one's 8 watts With like a point th- uh, No a 3 ohm Coil in it Or something
3: So you go Yeah you just Okay More like a cigarette then Yeah Maybe that's what I'm doing wrong With the other ones You keep giving me Because I was
2: email mail in them Yeah basically yeah. yeah
1: that is probably What you're doing wrong Yeah um, But it feels weird To like deep throat like The smoke like we- <clears> throat> oh, You just like do it like It's like, like you're a hitting a bong system. These are really
3: good I was like you bow That's why I don't hit bongs Faggot yeah, nothing better than putting something cylindrical in your mouth. Yeah, opening wide.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you've got lots of different methods of delivery. For... You, you you particularly do have lots. of Yeah. Different methods, so in yeah. talking about cost, like that, yeah, you could get uh, a little starter kit for one of these for thirty-five quid, and then just packets of three capsules like six quid. Have you seen that? everything you is. need. And then um, you can go the other spectrum where you can pick up something like this. Uh, which is one of my latest acquisitions. Uh the Asmodus Minikin 2 Kadama. <laughs> uh that was 300 pounds. Wow. Um that's uh, stabilised wood and acrylic. Uh like they each piece is unique. What? Wow. Um, it's like this one, uh this one which is my Axis Vapes M17, that was like 500 quid. Um and I've got another another different type like this uh in there yeah wow you're basically sitting next to the value of my car
3: yeah. <laughs> probably emitting as much uh, nauseous um, as well to be yeah.
2: fair in fact the 500 quid one is more expensive than my car <laughs> wow
3: no it's probably more usable probably probably cleaner too
2: yeah
1: um Good but, so. <laughs> so yeah like, i've been i've been vaping the hell out of this like so i picked up both the s modus minikin 2 and the kurdama versions and oh, they are amazing the battery life out of a dual 18650 mod is just insane yeah like days we can get two days out of it running at like 90 watts it's great um so yeah that's i think that's like been the main main new additions for me is uh the the Minikin Kadama because yeah. it was £300 fucking <clears throat> so I wasn't going to buy anything else
2: yeah no the only juice I have bought was recently is the um well bought some more of the Just Jam stuff because I fucking love Just Jam's juices <laughs> Um, I bought the strawberry jam on toast the raspberry jam scone and the new one strawberry jam donut let's do a raspberry jam donut which I'm going to be getting next
3: time I go <laughs> but. So much
2: jam. So
1: um, cakey jammy. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I need so I've just ordered <clears at> some, <throat> some new juice uh by Bad Drip and they are they're all like really summery flavour flavor fl- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've just broke. I just broke, yes. broke the flavors Uh flavors. Flavors? Flavors flavors flavour flavor, flav- <laughs> <laughs> summery flavours. Yeah, um Yeah, so there's summery flavours like uh pink grapefruit with like strawberry and f- freshness yeah. uh, fruit you know, salads yeah and the other ones like um juice blue Jew. raspberry cherry menthol
3: interesting um,
1: <clears throat> and another one is strawberry lemon pineapple coconut like
3: pina colada with strawberry with strawberry yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, they seem really nice and summery. Sounds though. like
3: a daiquiri. Yeah, yeah, it does actually sound mm. like, pretty summery.
1: Yeah, so that's what I wanted was just some summery, summery vape. Yeah, because I, I like that's why I got those plain strawberry ones. Because um, I get, I do find that like during the hot months, I don't want to be cakey as much. <laughs> nice.
3: Have they make, do they make
1: any meaty ones? No. No. <laughs>
3: what, why? <laughs>
2: Is it just
1: too? Do, do you like imagine inha- inhaling beef? <laughs> um, yeah. Just. What, what are you talking about? Um, mean, like, like, roast d- the closest like, you
3: can get is like toast, honey, parsnips. Yeah. No. No.
1: Like imagine inhaling a potato.
3: No, you wouldn't. No, it'd be you know, it'd be the same thing, like bolognese or something.
1: No, it'd flavor. be horrific. Why? Because trust me, savory vape does not work.
3: Well, there must be some people trying it.
1: Yeah, look, someone made a bacon vape.
3: Yeah, but that's typical, isn't it? It's just smoke flavour, isn't it? Smoke. No, no, right? it
1: tastes witchy. like bacon and salty. Yeah.
3: Okay, that would be extra mouth drying.
2: Yeah. It's, it's like the bacon that we had. Oh, oh yeah. they're fucking disgusting. They were horrific. <clears throat> oh, another new juice I got: Nom Noms Tobacco. Oh yeah, tobacco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's actually good. The as well. uh, caramel tobacco. Um, got to fill the hole that's been left by um, not being able to get hold of smoked custard anymore. Oh no! Smoked fucking tbd custard. yeah um yeah. a company called nick's blissful brews uh did an absolutely beautiful juice called Smoke custard plus uh which is the high vg version of the smoked custard but it was absolutely delicious just i uh, had that flavor of um like opening a bag of pipe tobacco and sort of the sweetness of custard added into that weird and it was a really strange flavor but it worked so beautifully well it was absolutely fucking delicious. It's i love to stop fu- making it then. Uh it's you can probably still get it in the states but the t- they only do the small spot they do of it is a 30ml and they haven't done anything that's 10ml so we can't get it in this country. Oh man, that sucks. So it's an absolute pain in the arse. Cuz uh, it's not even like it can be rebottled in this country because
1: it ha- can't be imported. In a bottle larger than 10 mil. Talking of uh, new juice, importing and all that luck A guy that I follow on Instagram I talk to occasionally, uh, Bearded Vapor He started his own juice line in America About 12 months ago I was chatting to him the other day Um, He's finally getting it tpd compliant and ready to ship over here in the next couple of months so uh watch this space because i'm gonna be featuring those quite it heavy. must
3: be so prohibitive though like they are to market up loads of price because like bottling and shipping
1: well yeah you know yeah but I, you know i said i said i'd uh, give them all a, a once over and maybe give them a shout out on the podcast if they don't suck yeah fair yeah. Yeah. But, no he's a sound dude really cool dude um check him out follow i'll link to his instagram on uh, uh on the show notes uh yeah cool so I think that rounds off the rounds off the kind of vaping chit chat 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 chit chat um, so what you guys been up to because it's been fucking ages since we like yeah that,
2: so um, really well of Iron Four. Oh
1: god oh yeah it's become my life like really? I love
2: yeah.
3: micromanaging nations to victory oh man
2: our oh, Norway Sweden combo yeah I know I, honestly fa- last fasc- weekend I stayed fascist, up until nine communist? in
3: the morning no. I've tried it all I, I, w- I was literally up till nine is, in the morning what did we go
2: it? as we just went uh, democratic didn't we we did uh, yeah we made, we made the
3: northern lights faction and everything
2: yeah with um, Finland and they t- just when we, we are, raped are by uh, guys, you need to help us. Uh, no, fuck you guys. Yeah. No, fuck you, Finland. And they left our fucking faction. It's like, you absolute shitlords. Yeah. We can got, you can um... you
1: play, like, multiplayer online against people?
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I don't know what the actual limit is on that, to be fair. Like, you could potentially play the whole world, maybe? I don't know if it's... One I'm person sure. per nation. Like, eight I know per, yeah, um, yeah, one person per nation, yeah.
2: I'm That'd be awesome. sure watching um, some of the Lewis and Sips and Pyrian. Pirion has mentioned playing on a 16 player server online
3: wow that's so much like like I find that I had some, some games the other day where I was like playing for a couple of hours and I'd be so focused on like what's going on in my country and my borders maybe I'm at one small war or something but then I'd like remember and it had been like an in-game year since I'd zoomed out and seen what was happening elsewhere on the planet wow. and it's just like oh my god like Germany's taken over like half of Europe France yeah. is now communist like all this kind of stuff and <clears throat> I missed all of this because you're so busy micromanaging your own shit and if you're in the shit yeah you really have to work hard. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it has, yeah, I've, I've sunk so many hours into it recently. It's yeah. big.
2: I uh, don't want to play a bit more of the Kaiserreich.
3: Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's a novel way of yeah. mixing up the game because you do get a little bit bored of the r- same old history. Yeah. And, and some countries it's just almost impossible to get into a good situation yeah like it's, it's great though because it's so RNG the AI if you turn off like historical focus they oh, just man. go fucking buck wild like really? Germany yeah like Germany just like don't invade decide to invade everyone or, or something like that or well, yeah, they, become the aggressor it took
2: forever for when we did that with um,
3: non-historical focus it was like 1942 before Germany stepped into anything yeah wow.
2: they, before they even did Anschluss yeah they didn't demand the Sudetenland um they didn't invade
3: poland yeah it was they weird. Took,
2: they took denmark yeah and then yeah, they, they took, moved on yeah, to they took, uh, the then they started countries. attacking
1: us
3: yeah they took over benelux and switzerland before they you did should pl- you should
1: play a game through to an alt history ending and then have someone write a book about it or have yeah you know, i know you no, f- no no this is what we do there are people this who do is what that. we do is we you play a game through to the ending and whatever regime is winning at the end, have Ian run a D&D campaign in that. Yeah, setting.
3: yeah, that's true. Run the history. Because oh, you can, man. like, it's, yeah, it's weird, Make like, making the UK communist or something, it's, yeah.
2: I, I really enjoyed, though, being Canada, going Kingdom of Canada.
3: Yeah. I just, I just like that there is no end as well. Like, yeah. you, you kind of decide when you're done. Like, yeah. I'm playing a game that's like the British Raj at the moment. I've taken over like Afghanistan and kicked Nepal and Bhutan's ass and stuff. Brilliant. And then it's just like, I'm pretty big now. And like, one of the three probably major powers on the planet. It's like, do I keep going? Every now and then I sign into it and just like declare war on somebody for the fun of it. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's actually like you know did i just finished i probably won't play it again now because i feel like i've done everything i set out to do when you complete the tech tree for example like, yeah, like yeah. then it's just about getting more soldiers and fighting more wars and yeah you got yeah. to
2: go for full world domination man take on the
3: soviet union yeah but the mods are good it as well like, they came out like no you know uh, Road to 56 is what we played as well and like there's so much more depth to it for so many more nations and that means also that when the AI are playing them they play with that depth as well so like the AI has such a huge effect on what happens globally like the countries you're not controlling like if you like you know we usually pick Europe or Africa or something or even Asia but like what happens in Latin America eventually affects everything and like you know Brazil might take over everything Argentina might destroy them all or they could just stay hands off the entire time
1: the task is Someone what takes someone like fucking Latvia to victory
3: yeah yeah exactly yes pick these small countries it's possible for some
2: yeah um, well the new DLC's out um Death or Di- I think it's Death or Dishonour yeah Uh that's added a load, load more new tech trees as okay. well to countries that only use the free, basic. free mod or is that I'm not sure DLC paid <laughs> I think it might be paid DLC but I think I or the deluxe edition but
3: yeah i can see length in it mate basically it's like civ again like civilization 5 yeah but like just down to such a micro level that yeah but it's so satisfying and it's such a time sink but like it's yeah cool it's like an addiction you've got to be careful with it like, um, I'm honestly,
1: well, yeah. I, like I said earlier i've been mainly playing ps4 type stuff at the moment just because time uh constraints i did recently play through uncharted 4 fucking hell i i you know i'd never really i'd always dismissed the uncharted games as just being like oh you know generic fucking action adventure type the cinematics of that game are amazing. Yeah, I've it's heard the storyline really, really solid. Cool. It's really good story. It's like playing an Indiana Jones fucking movie.
3: Yeah, it looks like it, basically.
1: It's fantastic. The way they integrate a lot of the the, it's very scripted events and things. But the way they actually do the control mechanics and everything, it feels really organic. Um, I yeah, and you do get very immersed in it. It's really good
3: it's thing. weird. The, the filming mode of it almost reminds me of like Time Crisis. Do you remember when you went into a new level in Time Crisis and, it, and you like did like a zooming pan over yeah. the level and it showed you a couple of blokes talking or something and then it cut right back to you and then it puts you in control it's yeah. very much like that it's not it doesn't like cutscene no. so much as like use the game's graphics to yeah build yeah those everything's yeah. done in engine really. yeah exactly yeah. it's quite a quite a nice looking game oh as well. i mean uncharted so, 4 is gorgeous yeah like, and you've got the gorgeous. whatever the PS4, ps4 pro pro yeah exactly yeah. which you basically need for it and not for no that, no like to, to ramp it up yeah
1: right. you, yeah the pro the main thing about pro is you get either better 1080p frame rate or you can go to 4k yeah
3: um I've heard some bad things, like some people with without the pro have been trying to play like newer yeah, games. Yeah, the and pro's have been struggling just, with If it. you're
1: going to buy a PS4 now, don't buy not buy a pro, basically. No. Um, but uh, that I've been playing. So I played through that. I played through The Last of Us, which again, another Naughty Dog game. Fucking hell, it's just the best zombie fucking game that I've ever played. Hmm? It, oh, it's so good. The character work in it is amazing. Uh, you just, I just got so invested in the main characters, Joel and. um fucking hell ash no ashley no so invested yeah, yeah. i know it's terrible now, <laughs> uh but yeah joel and the little girl uh that he's basically protecting the entire way Oh so cool um a nice. little bit janky on controls but it works in the setting it adds tension um and, yeah, it's just really, really not a happy game. Nothing good happens in No, obviously, game yeah, anymore. it's
3: post-apocalyptic. It looks oh, like The Road, basically. The Road made as a game. Yeah, The greyest film on Earth. Oh, it is.
1: But it's... I don't know, it's got some really beautiful vistas and landscapes at points. Uh, but it's just every time something nice happens, it's immediately counterbalanced with... <gasps> to the gut and you're just like oh Sucker no it feels oh. but yeah really messed with that and now I'm currently sinking my, all my time into Final Fantasy 15 because it's a good Final Fantasy again
3: yeah it's been a while apparently
1: uh, yeah like mm. 9 actually 10 I'll give him 10 10 was good yeah I like 10 and actually 12 11 was it 12 or 11 12 Zodiac so, yeah, uh, 12 which is just re-released for PS4 it was solid had interesting mechanics a fairly good story it was i think it was the last of the then 13 came in and just 13 and all it's 13 was fucking terrible 13 was fucking terrible yeah. 13 was an elongated corridor but, um and then they released two sequels to it because wow. like oh no no we can make it better here's 13 2 here's 13 3 lightning returns and they were just all dire
2: they See, were all dire wow. the last final fantasy game i played was Final Fantasy 8
3: yeah I played 7 that was last I played I
2: 7 played. then I played 8 and I just never. I
3: just like they make so many of them I didn't realise it. there's like one a year or one every yeah, other year it's crazy yeah, it's like, like they're different.
1: so big though yeah that's why I love them they're just hours and hours of content yeah uh, like Final Fantasy I played every Final Fantasy game like every game um I, the final Final Fantasy series and the Tales of series by Namco—they are the two like golden standards for me. Or Final Fantasy, maybe less so in the latter latter days, but definitely Tales of is like the golden standard of how you do a JRPG and do it well. And Tales of series have always had really good combat mechanics, where it's actually you control and you're running around and executing combos and things in the battles. Yeah. So it, it it never feels old, whereas the turn based did tend to get
3: oh god yes. yeah like final fantasy 7 that's what finally beat me i think was just having to pick the same attacks and you basically <clears> get one maxed out and so that's the one you use all the time you know uh, you have I, to pre-calculate how much magic it's and mana a stats thing use. it's yeah.
1: definitely a min max thing
3: yeah exactly or damage per second all that kind of stuff
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> you want a game that's all about dps diablo <laughs> oh yeah oh man uh the amount of times i've played diablo and it's Z- like uh, Diablo 3 I started playing that when it first came out when I was, well back back in what well, that's what seven years ago now god it is a wild game. yeah and um I, I thought I'll go mage such a glass fucking cannon you have hey, to hey my be... mage is great <laughs> yeah I know but when you are first starting playing that you need to be kited on so many bits it's just insane yeah, See, I,
1: I got I I'm, My mage is like Paragon level Fucking 200 or some shit Um And just It just like The glass cannon thing Doesn't become a factor At that point Cause you just deal So much fucking damage Oh yeah at that point
2: But you need to get to that
1: point Yeah
2: <laughs> It's like It took me a while To get to like Paragon 100 Yeah Thing, it's just which, a lot of graft
3: basically isn't it yeah That's it thing. was just like, grind
2: yeah. after grind after grind then getting someone else in to fucking because the great thing is a shared XP system in that you could spawn in at the start of um, a level and you just stand there while a guy who's just an absolute fucking tank just blitzes through everything and you're just watching I I did it with Lloyd so I could go into some of the seasons I think it was season 2 my character wasn't high enough level for me to create a character for the new season so lloyd just like right just wait there and just ran through this level and was like ding 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 watching my level just go brutal because he was just running it through on like heroic mode on his own i'm like
3: that's not playing a game though that's that's
2: it's just was gaming like, a game yeah yeah exactly. that is
3: pure and it's
2: like boom and that's just, then with that then i could start my new character for the seasons right so now i have that i don't have to go through that stage again I yeah
3: s- it's almost like what's the point of having that though like why is it that difficult to level up sit so on your own
2: it's to basically to encourage um team play co-op play yeah basically you have because the mage has a lot of good ranged stuff but if they get swarmed they're fucked
3: yeah exactly on whereas your way, some
2: people not. which have got close-up stuff if they get swarmed they're fine but if the enemies are far away lombing shit at them they have to get to them to do, sort it out yeah whereas a mage can do a ranged attack so it's it's like running a um mmo where you want to... If you're doing a raid, you want to have a range of skills. You don't want everyone going in as one That's class. The Holy Trinity.
1: Yeah. Healer tank DPS. Yeah,
3: yeah exactly, yeah. yeah. Fair enough, yeah. I don't, That's why I, mean, I liked Guild Wars in terms yeah. of that,
1: because it mixed up, like, because everyone could... Everyone had the ability to do part of that trinity, at least two parts of that trinity, in yeah. different ways. So it meant that you never, you weren't forced into just one role repeatedly. Yeah, that's the. I, I mean, idea there was eventually when people get, managed to game them, like figure out what the best stat built, built the most effective builds per class were. Then you kind of like, all right, if you were running high levels, it's like you took. That but you're right. To
3: like Jackal trait is more interesting for you maybe than just bit, doing the same thing every yeah, single yeah. time because then you're just memorising Keylog you know it's it's basically well, Street it, Fighter yeah. then hey, Street Fighter well I mean yeah obviously great yeah. skill it's awesome. great skill
1: but, yeah, uh, no, I been... mean the ultimate, ultimate competitive skill of gaming is uh, StarCraft in my opinion yeah like oh, you can't man. you can't like that the level of skill needed to be high level StarCraft is just insane
3: yeah
2: it's so I love watching,
1: watching people play StarCraft
3: it's insane they move so quickly yeah. they're clicking everywhere like watching their screen is like dizzying
2: yeah I'm so sad Husky doesn't do any more of the um, Bronze League Heroes he doesn't do YouTube at
1: all anymore. no no he um, like his oh god his missus does like this fucking saccharine breaking channel uh, and he produces that for. Her. That's what he does now.
2: Oh, come, Husky, please, please come back to YouTube and do some StarCraft stuff, man. His the Bronze League Hero stuff was absolutely hilarious, just to watch, because basically he would do a lot. Of, well, he did a lot of the commentating for the esports, didn't he? Yeah, and he's a former competitor.
1: Yeah, yeah, I believe I can't. Uh, I'm not sure. Think. he was like big to, I don't think he
2: ever made it to Grandmaster. No, but... And basically, he used to do a lot of commenting, commentating on these matches. And basically, what Bronze League Heroes was, people would send in replays of games from the Bronze League, which is the lowest tier. And basically, he would... Basically, someone else would review them before he watched... Before he got it. Just to make sure, yeah, it's actually going to be one that's going to be good for him to watch and commentate on. And then he would just literally be watching it for the first time and commentating on it as if it's a live match... (laughs) And just like finding the hilar- hilarity of what some people do at this low level, and just like how many people cheese things and just do some really, really stupid things or make
1: it's really it is really funny just watching people just, like all like all the all ins and just mass void rays and things. It's, yeah, or the funny. guys.
2: There's like, why are you building a third fucking base? <laughs> You haven't got this. Why are you going for the fucking third base? You don't. You need this first.
3: Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's all knowing the stats, isn't it? Yeah. Areas, well,
1: like- I mean, StarCraft is so many things. It's decision making. It's, um, you know actual hand-to-eye coordination and, you know, your dexterity is, like, a a massive factor. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, it's memorising timings, builds, memorising maps and pathways. Reacting as well. Reaction times as well, yeah. It's such an
3: all-encompassing sport. What is it?
2: This is apple and caramel butter
3: cookie. Sounds delicious. Sounds cakey. that one straight to the lung,
1: like a big boy. What do you think?
3: Yeah, that's actually pretty good.
1: That's right. Yeah,
2: it's, cakey it's The Yeah, uh, anarchist green.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, uh, so sweet. Uh, so, really so yeah, like basically,
3: it. in real life, though, I've been I've been like injuring myself doing actually, yeah, very silly things. Nice. I uh, on Friday we had uh, my works like summer do, and I have been playing zorb cricket. So what is Yeah, it's basically trying to stop an inflatable steamroller from destroying you and your very soul. So there's two teams of three right. and one of you gets in the ball and two people push it down like an inflatable uh, wicket. So like, it's got edges and a huge like pair of stumps, set of stumps at the end. And then spaced out in that, in that area are three circles for the other team to stand. So they have to try and stop you one at a time with, while keeping one foot in the um, circle at all times. They have to try and push the ball out over the edge. Right but there's like maybe five metres between them so the ball the Zorb can get a proper head of steam like two big guys like pushing the ball towards it and you're in the middle of the ball running inside it as well building up some power and literally like people are getting air off people's backs
1: wow it's
3: like people trying to squat but like there's no real tactic for winning if you try and stop it with your, arm, your hands the first time I tried it I literally just bounced straight off of it and it went right over me like and then the, second <laughs> time, the second time I tried to give it like a proper shoulder barge and stuff but it basically ended up like like compressing my neck into my shoulders so I've been having like severe neck and oh, back pain man. for a couple of days like oh, it was dude. fucking awesome though like we went and back did it again even though it's basically like doing squats in a greenhouse being in the fucking ball you're like pump- pumping away trying not to fall over because there's guys pushing you from behind yeah. someone like when you hit somebody obviously you come to a sudden halt so you slam up against the front i got, <laughs> got like friction burn on my elbow and shit it's oh like, man oh. but it's great great fun and there's nothing better than like heeming at your colleagues you know like I ran over one of the guys that works for us like literally just run over him looking down through the ball as he's like no <laughs> <then."> <laughs> yeah we destroyed this like, this small lady basically like um, who works in our office and there's me and a guy if you can imagine who's basically like maybe Bungle's build but my height he right? was, was a big guy and he just like he was on the other side and we, we pushed it into her and she literally tried to stop it like starfish style <laughs> and, like, just bounced off of it smacked into the floor it was just like and, like yeah
2: yeah health and safety must fucking
1: love
3: that one I know yeah but it's great fun like yeah it's weird actually it, it was, sounds it yeah yeah like we had to go back for more don't days. do it stone no god no oh we're drunk anything like we did oh it.
1: man drunk would be the horrible the second time we
3: did it me and this big guy did it with a girl um, and she was in the ball and she basically stayed standing until we hit the first guy and then she like flung forward and then from then on, we just kept on pushing. <laughs> so like she was like flopping around inside. You can see it, obviously. Like it's all clear. She was just flopping around inside, trying to stand up. And we're just like, go for the next guy. Like just straight over everybody. <laughs> yeah, I recommend it. Christ. It wasn't like I. I really want to try that. Um zorb football have you seen that oh well, no. the one where
2: you're in like a half zorb over your top half of your body yeah
3: yeah so it, it only comes down to like just above your knees so you actually run around and like you have your arms up, up by your chest and on handles but um, the ball goes above your head right so you run around and basically like play football but if you like diving tackle into somebody obviously you both bounce off and you can do like full rolls on this thing so your legs come all the way around again what yeah I, I've seen like people doing it like uh, five aside
2: I saw someone setting the shit up for it on Parker's piece at one point
3: yeah definitely I I mean, like I'm. I'm like we need to. Get Can you buy together. Zorbs Yeah, you must be able to. Like, it's the, it's the pump. It's the pump, though, right? To, yeah. to inflate it, because this guy we had like need a, trailer a for pump. it. Yeah. I'd
2: just use your fucking mouth, you pussy. Oh my god. My oh
3: my way. god.
2: That'd be great. You'd have to blow it up the day
3: before. But like, this one was all janky and a little bit broken. Some of the ropes holding like the inner to the outer were off, so it was like somewhat egg shaped as well. Just sizing. <laughs> Terrifying. But yeah, you must have to like I don't know. It's probably more expensive than it's worth for just like going along and trying it.
1: No, I'm just thinking what other applications you'd like as a mode to get to work.
3: Yeah, well, the, yeah, oh, you see people doing it down the Thames occasionally, don't you? Like you can walk over water on it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But That'd yeah. be quite,
1: Like, I wonder if you could fill one with helium.
3: Yeah, it, I guess you could. It wouldn't. It would because the plastic's so heavy. Obviously, it wouldn't just float away. No, no, but, but not, it would be really super light. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's something that should definitely be tried. In fact, I am gonna search YouTube. After yeah, because if it's
3: easier to move, you could potentially throw a person around. Obviously, yeah. And I mean, they were still like, in the you, ball. could
1: you could you like jump off a building inside one? Mm,
3: probably not that, that basically that I'm not talking then?
1: like massive I'm like maybe yeah, two maybe stories a, maybe a
3: two story building yeah but like remember like the inside and the outside are held together with rope but maybe if you made them bungee cord instead but uh-huh. not not so much bungee that you would hit, hit the bottom of the bottom balloon yeah. then it would do that but they're interspersed evenly so obviously yeah the it yeah potentially I mean helium would, be, would probably be better yeah but yeah
1: that's, that's, like okay. maybe
3: I'd give it a go. I don't know. Like uh, the,
1: the, I'd want someone else to do it first. Yeah. The
3: yeah exactly. Yeah. The last time I went zorbing was like in a proper one with two people in it. What you strapped need in, is but...
1: American Ninja Warrior meets zorbing.
3: Oh my god! Like a zorb assault course. Yeah. Going up hills and things.
1: Yeah. Like having to get across jumps
3: oh man yeah because that's like when i did this thing with two of us like i was in with kiwi and she's like half my size so it started to do that thing where you become gyroscopic around her so every time i went over the top just as i went over i would fly down that side and she'd fly up that side and it just built up this like janky momentum and eventually (laughs) we hit like a, a bump at the exact right time, and we got some air. And when we were in the air, we were spinning like loads faster and hit again. Oh! And it wow. was it was Ugh. it was like being on the worst roller coaster of my life. Like I really like this kind these kinds of crazy activities, but absorbing downhill is probably the worst thing. It's the worst thing I've done. It's just if you want to be dizzy, yeah, it's great. It's not even like the adrenaline of like a canyon swing or a bungee. It's just like oh my god, let's let's not tr- let's try not let's let's sit opposite each other and try not to throw up in each other's faces, okay? <laughs> just for a minute. And then obviously it stops and it, and you're upside down and you want to throw up and you're like I need to hold on like we need to escape this and you're in yeah did you throw up after no, you? no 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 i was just it's dizzy like it but not in a like when you spin around sideways it's no just it's like it. a your hard head, call your head doesn't know where it is up and down and things like at all is it <laughs>
1: just a case of crawl out lie on ground for a while yeah
3: basically yeah, yeah take a moment kind of thing just totally disorientated yeah it re- really is it's
1: basically i imagine it's not too different to being punched by like a prize fighter
3: it's like being in the safest car crash ever yeah. basically like you're just tumbling around all over the place it, I, yeah i mean it's not even like a wee type moment it's just like, oh, like my god. oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> that's it the whole way through oh yeah
2: as a, as a person who has put a car onto its roof i i can happily say that yes that is incredibly disorientating and you forget that you're upside down yeah, because you don't know which way's up yeah, yeah and i mean the way i discovered that i was upside down was um first thing i did was the smartest thing which was turn the engine off take the key out of the ignition let go of it just drop it don't give a fuck engine's off no more fuel <laughs> running like through it falls up don't even notice that second thing I did was the stupidest thing yeah. I did I unclipped my seatbelt <laughs> <laughs> nice. I put my nice. shoulder through the sunroof <laughs> it's nice like, it's like, well that was stupid and um, my uh, girlfriend at the time was still upside down in her chair complaining of back pain Jesus she was hanging up there f- upside down in the car for two hours
3: what you didn't let her out
2: no well no she had back pain that's why she's uh, an okay. ex-girlfriend <laughs> um she's still
3: there she's still there somewhere yeah
2: it's my ex-wife <laughs> yeah. so I wouldn't mind if she was um but yeah it, basically you're such a Ross I didn't uh, two, <laughs> I have one divorce one <laughs> <laughs> Um, so far. Uh, Don't want it No, I, I referred to Ruth as my future ex-wife once. Wow.
3: <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day.
2: And yeah, like, this is uh, my future ex-wife, Ruth. Oh, what? Uh, oh, man. oh, man. Yeah, but... Yeah, basically, the crash... When I did it, I did it in front of an um, off-duty fireman, <laughs> which was probably one of the best people to crash in front of because he knew exactly what, the fuck, what to do. It was basically i've uncovered my seatbelt i'm currently sitting on the roof of my car <laughs> really surreal uh, and then all of a sudden the back door gets forced open and this guy shouting in asking for a ride he's like well i'm fine Well, i was complaining of back pain so he gives me a hand getting out of the car and he climbs in and he's just chatting to her until the fire then when the fire and that turn up he's there and he passes over all the information and that's crazy it was absolutely insane it was a very very surreal moment in my life and being breathalyzed at nine o'clock in the morning <laughs> nah. well, how did you manage to topple it um i aquaplaned in the wet uh, uh okay. so initially the car just wasn't turning enough uh so I'd, inexperienced driver carried on feeding the steering wheel to turn more then all of a sudden the car gripped and put me into the wrong side of the road into oncoming traffic, I full-locked the opposite way, did a 180 in the road, slid sideways, hit a curb, and into a ditch. Wow. God, just rolled bang. And uh, I crushed a vole against the windscreen. <laughs> oh, what? It was like, wrong wrong place, wrong time, little vole buddy. Oh, was man. Like, <clears throat> right oh, in front man. of the pa- passenger side as well, so uh, the ex had to sit there staring at this dead vole the entire time. Um... How do we even get onto a car crash? Uh, Mark talking about being in the safest car crash. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, Zorbing. Exactly zorbing uh, yeah. Zorbing, though. Well, it sounds like, a like, yeah. I, absorb. I am Zorb. It would be co- great
3: to be in, like, a, a trebuchet or a catapult or something. Oh, like, man, that Zorb would have Into to be... Into
1: water, that would probably be okay, because water no.
3: would also then give. No. No? The water does not give as much as you think it does. Yeah, if you're but more than, it,
2: more than land. Is you're you're travelling at speed, and you hit water. You would... You can make it massive, though. Yeah, you'd have to be in a massive fucking Zorb. What you
1: want you to do is get like shot out and skimmed across water <laughs> no oh. because
3: the spin would be horrible
2: yeah,
1: as be soon
3: as you hit the water it starts to tumble and you get serious friction burn from these things like take it from me like it's, yeah it's uncomfortable
1: what you use? is like a zorb that you can strap yourself in like a
3: yeah ball. that's the kind I, I've been on before the bigger ones yeah mm-hmm. if you strap in then maybe you'll get less impact yeah
1: <laughs> yeah I kind of right. want a zorb now I want to try the football
3: one for sure. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing this thing a, a, a while ago as well, where you could do like um, Hunger Games type experiences, where you basically get a bow and arrow, and the bow has like a large, it's like a tennis ball basically on the end of it instead. Mm-hmm. And everyone's wearing Velcro suits, so you, you you can hit people. But and they use inflatable podiums and uh, things it's like paintballing, but bows and arrows. and it's like, oh, That really? looks amazing, like you know, what an actual really- skill. Like gun shooting, guns is yeah. like you know, you shoot once, and then you're uh, slightly to the left. I'll just shoot to the right, and everything. But this is like you need to be good, like you need and mm. like you got to go run out and pick them up and stuff because the ammo isn't built into your weapon. Yeah, yeah. You get maybe a quiver of like three or four start, and then you can um, get a mission about.
1: The other thing that'd be really cool is ah. if you did that, but with zorbing, and you have to pop the zorb. That sounds super safe.
3: <laughs> you have to shoot arrows at people in zorbs. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Oh, just have like a Zorb sport.
1: target range practice thing. <laughs> nice. Giant, just it's like, no, no. It's like
3: what you need the, is the new gi- Bond villain giant, needs to be doing this. Like, uh, instead of, like, we're hunting like, the greatest no, game of all giant, men in Zorbs. Giant
1: whack a mole with Zorb people in Zorbs <laughs> coming up out of nice. all a uh, giant mechanized hammer just. <laughs> The added danger of
2: doing that with Zorbs and a bow and arrow is not only is there a risk that the arrow will go straight through the Zorb and into the person inside, if it doesn't hit them and just deflates the Zorb while they're in it, they're just going to be trapped inside this giant... So true thick plastic or you could, condom
3: you, you could fill them a helium and do flaming arrows oh,
2: uh, yeah. hydrogen helium doesn't work. hydrogen yeah. yeah
3: so yeah exactly yeah and just like have, like fire flaming arrows at people and just have them like
1: <laughs> explode and then the plastic I want to problem. see this in a film now <laughs> no, but I yes. want to see people die <clears> towards... that's what I'm saying it's
3: Bond villain man. the thing yeah, is yeah. Bond villain to be like yeah we're gonna hunt the plastic wouldn't like be a problem except
2: walls. for if the plastic caught fire and became then a hot sticky fiery mess to yeah, stick like, to the person it's like an inflatable shell did at any
1: point when you were in the Zorb did you pretend you were the orb for the prisoner. <laughs> yeah,
3: no, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't quite like you know pulsating enough for that. Yeah. It was quite solid. <laughs> just bouncing around you on could, the beach. Yeah, you could chase someone down a beach in it. It'd be that, that was like a non see through ball as well. If there was yeah. someone in there, it must have been terrifying.
1: Oh man. <laughs> Maybe it was like a one way mirror or a two way mirror rather.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Just win down a the beach. They just like let go of the ball. Release the ball.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh no. <laughs> Someone needs to make a giant pinball table that you oh, are. Oh, with flippers oh, Yeah. <clears throat> That'd
3: Again, be no. awesome if you could run up the ramps and things around yeah, the, yeah. like the, oh, Yeah, yeah. But as soon as you got hit by one of those paddles, paddles like, just boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: That could be great fun.
3: So much potential for absorbing, basically. I don't take it
1: you do, like, temping bowling and stuff with absorbing.
3: Like, yeah, actually, things. yeah. That would be just as good if you could, like, roll the person and then release. But it's quite... Like I say, it really is like doing loads of squats in a greenhouse. Like, it's hard to be in the ball on your own and um, get it moving. Right. From the small circle in you the need middle.
1: some, like, kind of... Like you say, motorised launch point. So just, like, some kind of, like... Uh, what you need is, like, a fucking... Travelator type thing Just put the Zorb on That starts it off And then you just Go with the motion no, oh, Or you just, just have A big like, catapult Or oh, the
2: thing they used To um like to throw tennis balls Which is basically Just like Two spinning wheels
1: Oh, like, oh yeah And you just roll The Zorb
3: on Yeah, it yeah but the just,
1: spin Coming out of it, yeah. you be insta-
3: it would, if You'd have to be Attached to the side For that Yeah, but, yeah. like
1: although, like, But either way As soon as You got a good sight Of the Zorb You wouldn't be able To see inside anymore Because you'd be Vomit like, oh, covering the entire That's
3: thing. the worst thing. Like, you know, after a bit of time, like, it gets sweaty in there and there's no, you know, they don't clean it or anything. No. So.
2: Oh, man, must fucking re. Yeah.
3: You're basically not thinking about it, I think. Other people
2: swear, and there will be someone's going to have thrown up in the Zorb. Oh, yeah. God. The yeah. Zorb you're in, someone has thrown in t- up in it, unless the the it's word a brand Zorb new. Zorb has lost
1: all meaning to me.
3: <laughs> Zorb.
2: Zorb. Zorb.
1: Yeah. I am sorry
3: Zorb. I don't know why it's, the, it's like the last letter in orbing.
1: I think the, that's um, what it is. Like, yeah. It's a
3: sales tactic. <laughs>
2: I, I definitely think the title of this episode should just be Zorb. This <laughs>
1: is Zorb. Zorb. I am Zorb. I come from outer space. <laughs> it does sound like a B movie space villain, no. Emperor Zorb. So great fun, but like,
3: yeah. I mean, it is spine compressingly brutal. Yeah, I can't do. Spine I, I, I can't imagine big. anyone walking away uninjured.
1: Fact, the flight to Japan is going to be spine crushing. Scrap the <laughs> spine crushingly brutal enough. For yeah. Me. yeah. Um, so what else? Uh, what else is new? Um, I've, been, I've actually uh, I've been working down a rabbit hole of learning C sharp. Oh yeah, that's where a lot of my time has been going. I'm write, currently writing my first application.
3: Are you ready to uh, program in Unreal Engine? Not quite. No. 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 Get there. We'll Why make, you just want me to we'll make game? to make a game. Yeah, exactly.
2: Get? my? Own, that's one of my mate, housemates housemates' uh, uni his dissertation piece was a game engine built from the ground up. Nice. What? <clears throat> it was fucking insane. What language did he use? Uh, it was doing it in C++ and OpenGL. Jesus.
1: OpenGL random. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, that was insane. It had The destructible terrain thingy had th- in there was really fucking intelligent as well. Because this was at the time when games weren't running fucking mental. Poly- you couldn't have a system that could run with brutally high amount of polygons. You're like you were limited to what you could run. This was what 2005. So you had decent spec equipment, but it wasn't like the spec we have today, where you can run something that looks f- fucking beautiful, like the heavily modded Skyrim's and stuff, where they look like a fucking actual picture. This was like back when you had stuff like Half Life and yeah Counter Strike. So, he did this, and he designed it so that when the game reached a certain count of polygons, the engine would go around the destroyed terrain and smooth out the polygons to lower the count, so to limit the amount of lag you'd get from the game having to render the new signs. It was absolutely insane. I mean, this guy worked on that for, I think, it was two years he worked on coding this program, and he... Went to bed at nine in the morning, slept all day, woke up at five, had a massive smoke out with us, occasionally went to the pub, then came home and then pr- coded all night. That's
3: crazy. And then... Because this, be like, this was like night. the era when loads of games had like foggy backgrounds or yeah. murk in the distance, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah. the render distance was so low because yeah. they wanted to have good graphics, but the polygon... I, were like yeah. no.
2: And I'd wake up in the morning, we'd have a cup of tea, have a joint, he'd go to bed. <laughs> and it was just like and that was his system
3: so he built the engine but did he build any games for it as well
2: Uh, he built a demonstration game that was running in it basically so the engine was built and this game was built alongside it where basically you just would run around and you could shoot the terrain out Yeah. and stuff like that just to show that it worked and that it would destroy shit and not lag because it would auto smoothing Wow. it was absolutely insane I mean, for the time, it was just fucking brutal. Because um, the only t- game at the time that had terrain, destroyable terrain like that was the Red Faction games on the PS2.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So he was basically he had built the Red Faction engine for himself in C++ and OpenGL. What's he up to now? Uh, he's a freelance 3D programmer. Oh, nice. Wow. He did work at a 3D house in London for a bit, but then...
1: If I was going to London look at, <laughs> <try> <laughs> hard. if I was going to look into game development, I would either go down the c sharp route uh, or unit something like unity yeah the unity engine is great the c sharp mm. used everywhere basically isn't it uh,
2: unity is really taking off uh, it it's insane and you can get unity for free as long as you're not doing it for profit if you're selling yeah. something mate you can basically make something on the free version like non-commercial unity and as long as you don't make more than ten grand a year on it they're not going to charge you for the software. Yeah. So a lot of people are using it to make their mobile games and then they're making a little bit of revenue off it from like ad revenue and just putting the game up for free. So it's basically being able to create the glory days of the Spectrum when you had guys writing games in their bedrooms. Yeah. It's like some of the biggest names on the Spectrum like Manic Miner and shit like that were built by teams of like sometimes just one guy sometimes a team yeah, of five. Yeah I mean, they're just renting
3: tops. it out like Blockbuster Video basically. Yeah it's
2: and they, they copying, were basically yeah. just coding these these games at home in basic and boom, game goes out. A lot of them were released as like freeware or just stuff in the back of magazines like, oh, new game, 50p, blah, blah, blah. And they became the big fucking titles. Yeah. yeah. Because they were so basic, basic but great. Because at the time, with the, the days of the old Spectrums, like the old 81s, like the ZX81 was, compared to modern machines, a piece of shit, but at the time was fucking amazing. And, um incredibly fun
3: yeah it's just it's just like learning a new language basically yeah. it's actually like it, it really you know, it, it it's really like is. learning just a written language is, mm. is quite yeah. amazing and it's go, it's, go,
1: it's a good fun though it's really fun like it, the satisfaction you get from doing something and then seeing it work is immense it's yeah. great so what I'm currently yeah. writing is an application which will deploy the software that I support into remote systems yeah so whenever we want an upgrade just take the packages we get from developers drop it into a folder click a few buttons, press start, and it'll go and deploy it. Nice. That's crazy. Uh, I, I wrote, I've already got a tool that does that, but it's real basic. I wrote it and it was a batch script. Um, so I'm transferring that. Logic into C sharp and writing is a problem. Object oriented programming, just something basic. Uh, it's using Windows forms, but it works. It's you know so far it's working. Mm. It's reading configuration values as I want from a config file. Um, and at the moment I'm writing helper classes, which are um, classes that contain one or two methods which are related to a specific task. So. I've got um, a helper class with two methods for starting, stopping, and saying permissions on services. So if one
3: doesn't work, it goes... No, 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 it's
1: one one does one, and one does another function. Um, To to track if stuff doesn't work, you use try-catch statements to catch and throw error codes. Um, And... I've got another helper class which is the one that actually goes and installs MSIs on remote machines um, things like that uh, it's really it's really good fun uh, yeah. and Visual Studio I must say is one of the greatest little IDEs I've ever used yeah. it's so good like normally I don't rate Microsoft products but Visual Studio yeah they've brilliant. really done well
2: with it especially the new version of the fact that it's got everything combined with the one software
1: yeah like I, so I can literally just add the click a few buttons add the assemblies I could start coding in Unity or I could start coding in loop or I can start coding for the iOS or Visual Basic .NET <laughs> yeah but no one does no no one does yeah. VBnet anymore weird,
3: there's loads of stuff out there about like you know people who learn multiple languages are obviously yeah. bound to succeed more and now, now they're teaching coding to kids and all that oh yeah this it's good, pick up. It's like, they're basically learning a written language it's a basic language obviously because it doesn't have the full vocabulary of full I don't
1: script, know and like, some of the know... more intricate languages do kind of have yeah a, but you
3: think like what the dictionary of coding is compared to the dictionary of a language it's not it's not up there but the phrasing and the grammar is like ultimately important so they're learning like yeah uh, really I mean, oddly, they're learning the huge grammar and syntax rules instead of yeah. Just there's speaking. the
2: two biggest bugbears in programming. From I've, it's been years since I did any. Like uni was the last time. I I keep meaning to get back into it, but never pull my thumb out my ass long yeah, enough to do Yeah, yeah, and it's just like um, the two things which are always a massive bugbear for me when it came to coding was U.S. spelling. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah. you. There is a U in color. You bastards. Um, and secondly, trying to find a semicolon, yeah, in like four hundred lines of code when you're using a basic fucking compiler. Like when you don't when you, I at, at the time I didn't have access to Visual Studio because I hadn't downloaded my hacked copy yet. Um, so you Actually, you, you run a compiler and it goes, and you just got the missing semicolon, but it hasn't given you a line, and you're just like you fucking asshole give me the line that it's missing from and you sit there and you'll scroll through everything and like literally i've sat there and i've scrolled through the same bit of code like yeah at least 10 times before going ah there you are there you are pink it's just like oh. or when you put a semicolon at the end of something that doesn't shouldn't have one like an if then statement yeah you wouldn't have the semicolon at the end of that line but you've chucked one in and it's just like so you're trying to find out why this has gone wrong and you say it again you say thing about like semicolons like, oh it's missing one okay oh wait no it, it's missing operand you fucking shitball ah <laughs> but, yeah you Memories. don't really have that problem these days no no they will, they'll tell you the line and the character on the line now yeah it was, so they do in auto
3: inserts and things so you know yeah. all your pages I mean um, bash set it
2: for age with the tab complete in um, Ubuntu Terminal or, well, Linux Terminal, when you just you start typing something, you hit tab, if it's the only option, it completes it. If, if it'll if cycle
1: it's... through. Command Prompt
2: does that. It does now. Now they've included Bash.
1: No, it was before they included Bash. Yeah. So that's always oh, yeah. been in Command Prompt. They've, and PowerShell's had it. No, um, and Command Prompt, just basic Command Prompt. No, no, I'm yeah. saying PowerShell has it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think most or, most Terminal editors do. I think we uh, might have th- gone way techie here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Mac yeah, Terminal no doesn't have um, tab autocomplete. No, well, it does. No, it
2: doesn't. Uh, mine does. Well, you fucking lucky bastard, because when I was working on earlier this week, fucking didn't. Uh,
1: I might have added it. I might have added it in there.
2: Yeah.
3: it is basically another language, and there's language around it. There's also another yeah, language. Yeah, it's everything just says, oh
2: it's like, man. What? Seriously, the the biggest bitch with fucking Macs and stuff is changing a host name on a Mac, because every other computer, when you build it, it asks you what do you want to name your computer, so you can give it the host name at that point. Windows
1: Mac, 10 doesn't anymore.
2: Well, you can get around it. There is a way of doing it. If yeah. you bump into sysprep, you're fine. Really getting nerdy. Um, but yeah, with Mac, it just goes through the build process. And you're just like, oh, so you've just named it after the user I created, iMac. Every Mac I build at work is called... I create the systems account, which is our account, so we can access them as well as the end user. Yeah. So I have got umpteen machines on my network, which are called Systems MacBook Pro. <laughs> and it's just like this is going to cause a problem at some point yeah so I've started having to every time I build one then it's like okay now we need to go into terminal and then we'll need to do all the changing of the local host name the computer name and the sure, main something name. you can
3: write a program to do if it's the same problem. yeah, yeah I, I've you know, got, got I, could, I had a batch yeah. script to do it like yeah. a little script I could
2: do but it. I don't
1: often build max but it's an absolute pain in the balls when I get one it's just like yeah that's why you just write it's like about you know not much of a line of bash script just if you have a standard syntaxing so you say you want to have like the user's initials plus a number yeah you just
2: yeah Oh, that's that's script. not how we name things at my place well I, well, I, I didn't know what, uh, our what, machine name thing, I was using uh, that as just a rough example it's such an era. Ir- uh, the person who chose the naming scheme at my place is an absolute
3: prick ours is like five letters of your last name and the first letter of your no first
2: name, name of our systems uh, basically they've just grabbed the list of all of the towns in an area of Italy, but like I think it's like, like Sicily or Sardinia, yeah. one of the islands, basically, they've known na- all the names of the towns. <laughs> right. Now... Why? Because they're a fucking prick. It's fine when it's like, okay, that, that one's only like four letters long. That's brilliant. But then you've got, like, the entire V section is just filled of about 20 fucking places that all start Villa Della, (laughs) da-da-da, all all one word, and they're about 20 characters long. It's like, that is far too long for a fucking host name, you fucking retard. So I've started, like, sneaking a few random things in.
3: Like Italian-sounding names.
2: (laughs) Oh, not even that. (laughs) i um, there we go our new one of our new sysadmins, i've named his after a i've named his uh, laptop Akbar after admiral Akbar from Star wars excellent, so I'm sorry the, starting to the speak sleepy like...
3: italian town of Akbar yeah,
2: and like um, a couple of our systems engineers they've named theirs after um various Greek gods <laughs> they've got Oriax and um Abalam. What? <laughs>
3: Nice stuff like that. It's just like you just can't trust people not to fuck around at work.
1: Yeah. No, you really can't. I'm, I'm so re- like the epic fuck around. Um the other day one of the guys was le it was who was left was leaving. And um we were going out for like a late lunch for like his leaving thing. And uh Gav, our departmental boss, sent out a Google sheet uh for everyone to put down where they wanted to go. Within two hours the entire google sheet you it took nearly a gig of ram to load it because we just filled it with every gif we could find the entire thing like it loaded in tron sections and then by the time it came up the entire thing was just an epileptic fucking nightmare it was brilliant just like there must have been close to a thousand gifs on this one spreadsheet page just all pasted in like on top of each other yeah, oh dear. that was great. Like we realised, like how long, how how big is this? And she looked at RAM usage by Chrome, and it was like, yeah, Chrome's using over a gig of RAM <laughs> just to load this fucking spreadsheet. That's pretty standard for Chrome, though. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: whereas we've just um, gone very childish in my place. Um, we've had a rebranding, so we've got a load of um, redundant stuff, including stickers saying that it's pre-installed with our software. <laughs> Which to get that license to have that sticker on your equipment is six grand. So technically, these stickers are worth six grand each, but they have the old logo on, so they're now redundant. So we got um, one of our guys on our team got given two rolls of these stickers by the SDK guy. <laughs> nice. Um, and one of the his the other guy who oh they're both the systems architect guys. One of them was off on holiday last week. He has spent the entire week just putting these stickers in various places, like some in plain view and some in hidden places all over his desk. <laughs> um, I've also taken, I switched his fan so it's the, the blade's on the wrong way around. So it turns it on, it still spins, but instead of blowing air in his face, it's blowing air away from his desk. But I've also put a load Genius. of the stickers on just one blade. So it looks like we've just taken it open to do that.
3: <laughs> oh, so, yeah. That's nice. nice. I did um, something relatively technically stupid the other day because yeah. I'm doing my my part for the community at work. So I'm, I'm organising a rounders game because I'm also heavily British. Um, and I and had a girl. Girl. so I set up a doodle poll, yeah? Classic. Yeah. No way. Rounders is a mixed sport, definitely. It's like, yeah, a mixed sport. It's like the English men and women's sport. All right. All um, right. And we have a challenge with the people down the road that are all a lot older than us basically and just keep losing. We smash them at bowling, we smash them at rounders, like we will take them at all times is what I'm saying. Um so setting up Doodle Pole. And I fucking idiotically forgot to click the um, Do not send me a notification every time someone votes on this oh, <laughs> So it's like 40 people in our division All voting on days Like I got I, I basically spammed myself <laughs> And because I, I, I didn't log in or create an account I couldn't turn it off Because oh, I crossed no. it off after I set it up And I kept on going back <clears> and being like Unsubscribe me from this shit And it was like You're unsubscribed Email, 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 email <laughs> Oh it was a fucking nightmare
1: oh, oh amateur hour man Yeah I know Can't be helped I've said all, all the fuck around we were trying to get my emails changed over to my new name and everything that was a pain in the ass. It shouldn't be that difficult, it should just be create a new alias? No, I know, but HR had to get all kind of sign off before they could do it. Like a married woman, what's yeah. it like? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> one th- the other thing I wanted to kind of touch on, which we've we've talked about a lot in the past, but you're here now, Mark. Mm. Did you ever watch the final season, of Ruby, Oh like the final? Yeah, season I of the did last actually. Season. Yeah, what yeah, did the,
3: you think? Yeah, it was really interesting actually. It was totally had a really
1: different tone and feel to it. I think. Yeah, I, was- I think it was the Order of the Phoenix of the the, yeah. the the series. Yeah, it was it's the, bridge, it's and, the bridging It's yeah, the bridging one when everything's like. There's so much
3: building up now. Yeah. Like it was a lot of traveling. Like one, one, like not just physically, but like in the storyline, it was like setting things up. Like, um it Sen getting her arm back and getting into it and stuff? And, yeah, and then moving and there's a bit more development about Yang, her, her me. parents. Yeah. Yang, sorry, about her parents. I
1: really like the whole and Osgood,
3: like- Osgood being in that small child. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, that uh, Ospin. Ozpin, sorry, yeah.
1: uh, I do think that my one of my favorite parts of that entire thing was Blake and Sons' uh, thing where they went back to see her parents.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, well, the monkey br- guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that
1: was yeah. brilliant. Yeah, so that was a
3: weird one actually. Yeah, but like, like the White Fang is not what you thought it was, maybe, or yeah. it is, but there are factions involved. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's yeah. or it, it used to be something much different to what it is now. Basically, yeah, but is it though? Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like,
3: yeah. was it or it's just the militant faction? they're basically the Islamic terrorists of this world really animal, animal rights activists
1: <laughs> 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 they're, pe- they're petter. yeah mm. exactly yeah <laughs>
3: Um, but yeah, no, it was really good. Yeah, yeah, and again, the fights and the action
1: were all top Just notch, so really. Yeah. Good. yeah, really are. I have also, I did think as well that the animation quality had gone up another notch for the series. Yeah, yeah. Like some of the the lighting and stuff that they brought into it is really, really, really striking. Yeah, um, we flash back to like some the original ones,
3: like the background characters weren't even animated and stuff. And no, no. Like,
1: oh, yeah. I kind of liked that in the original. Yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, exactly, it was an yeah. interesting style approach. But they've developed it, is what you're saying, basically. They haven't. Yeah, like, totally changed it. No, no. Yeah. The yeah. core is still very much the same. But yeah, no. I, I really enjoyed enjoyed it, and I thought once again it had a really solid soundtrack for the most part. Yeah, I, I thought exactly. it was the we, I thought it was the weakest of the intro songs, but generally speaking, it was still a really really cool track. Yeah, and I've a- got all the albums. That the all,
3: action music was just yes, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. always spawn,
1: always spawn. You know the people that do this. So it's Casey Lee Williams and Jeff Williams. They were like a daughter, uh, father daughter combo. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, and they do majority of all the music for. Um, Uh, for Ruby nice yeah it's really cool anyway uh, that was the last thing I wanted to talk John really Uh, I think we're going to take a break and then come back for a bit of a wrap up cool Um, because it's vaping and warm as fucking here oh my god I need to put some pork in the oven (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that a euphemism? Yeah. <laughs> well, might be no. Nice. And are the put oven bungle. Hey. Asian pork shoulder in the oven. Un- oh yeah, <laughs> the old Asian pork
3: shoulder. The old Asian pork shoulder. Oh, on ne- that note,
1: <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say no more. <laughs> uh, yes, we'll be back shortly to uh, wrap up. Um, and uh, until then, enjoy some tunage. Uh, once again, I'd always I'd like to send a massive thank you to all the people who OC Remix, uh, I'm still using your mu- music, it's all great, and as usual, uh, links will be in the show notes for the music tracks. Alright, we'll be back. Bye.
3: cleft (laughs) don't know about you I'm awfully cleft right now I'm Cletus I've got a raging clue
2: right now (laughs) (laughs)
3: oh Yeah, I feel like we've. Uh, I'm treble clef. I feel like we've extolled the virtues of vaping actually quite a lot, and yeah, yeah. like I, yeah, pointed no, out some holes in research. That it's maybe, been
1: it's been a good episode, a very vape heavy episode. Sorry, we got a bit real in depth techy there. Techie that note. happens with me and Bungle both working in tech. Yeah, yeah.
3: The, the language got a bit intense there. I lost a bit of uh, track. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um Yeah. So we're just going to wrap up um, plans. Not sure when we'll be back As soon as we can be uh, Going forward for the next few months It's going to be a bit patchy I reckon just because My work schedule is bleh.
2: Yeah I'm also
1: I'm, away way The last week of this month um,
2: Then away for about a week In September Yeah, yeah.
1: Oregon man And Vegas yeah. baby Yeah Vegas I'm, baby I'm away for uh, Like two weeks In December January th- Over the new year period Oh and do you know What's fucking beautiful if within
2: the last few weeks they've finally got recreational weed for sale at dispensaries in Vegas on the strip
1: yeah what? but they're already Nevada's already selling out they've they're already, already s- got a shortage and they're
2: already signing legislation to let more people come in to sell yeah jesus so i'm going to be in Oregon in the wonderful, wonderful Oregon state with legalized recreational weed, then going to Vegas for two nights where they have legal recreational
3: weed. Yeah, gambling while stoned actually is generally, you know, a little, bit, more, a a little bit. No, no, it's pretty good idea. You're a little yeah. bit paranoid. You don't want to go all in, that kind of stuff. Oh, dude. Twice. I, you're very, like, you know, you're reflective and in your yeah, space. So That's perfect for gambling. Yeah. You're very zen uh, as well. I
2: was very zen playing fucking roulette
3: and yeah. fucking doubled my money. You won't get a rise out of, out of you or anything like that that you'd get when. You, no, you're, you're just, like drunk. Drunk gambling's like. The worst, you know, like you're just like yeah, we're every, everyone's a winner.
1: Yeah. Whereas when you stand, you're
2: a
3: bit are like, oh, it's like, but I was actually like looking
2: at you, the board. No,
1: when you're stone, you're like, but I want that money to buy pizza. Mm.
3: But you get free drinks, I guess, so you can get a bit stone, a bit drunk, and yeah, maybe hit the golden sweet. Do you spot. actually
1: get free drinks? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're
3: gambling, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: not casinos in this country. But no, no. Vegas is one. In Vegas, about, yeah. a lot of American casinos. If you're gambling, then they'll come bring you free drinks.
3: Yeah, comp drinks. Probably nice. snacks as well. Do you I have imagine.
1: to be gambling a certain amount though? Um,
2: no, you can I be on so. you can be on the fucking penny slots. Wow. There'll very rarely be any waitresses coming near that area to avoid people who are just there playing them just for the free drinks.
3: Yeah. The thing is, but, they, they also don't want to give you too much drink. Like, you know, if they give someone a, a big gulp or whatever, they'll be going to the toilet more, and there's, like, losses associated with that. Yeah. They, it's like stats, actually. It's weird. They're doing, like, a DPS, <laughs> like, tanking-type method, just like uh, RP games that we were talking about earlier. They're basically playing psychology with people, aren't they? Like, physically, and mentally yeah. to make sure they get stay them buzzed maximum enough. time on the table, yeah. Yeah, get you them buzzed enough wrong.
2: to do stupid big... Yes.
3: Yeah. yeah you want them drunk but not pass out drunk you want them awake but not needing the yeah. toilet like there's so much to, t- to it isn't there
2: well it's like in the, the bit in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas when like they're explaining how Vegas loves a drunk yeah like they're saying like when they turn up at a place they're high on ether so they're just like fucking wobbling about and the doormen are helping them in the door yeah yeah rather than telling them no go away well like
3: yeah like uh, casinos get regulars and stuff like it becomes their pub so they go down and, and gamble and drink and stuff but, like that's exactly what they want that's just turnover guaranteed yeah. Like, big spenders isn't where it's at. It's just like the woman with her retirement fund who's decided to sell it all up and just move to Vegas to see how her last few years of life, you know. Just, yeah, oh my God, so many inheritances lost. Constantly chasing that ding, 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 yeah, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, the American dream. Ding, ding, yeah, exactly. The American dream is they, they haven't succeeded in their lives, so they sell up everything, and yeah. one last roll of the dice for success.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much America in a nutshell. Yeah. A giant yeah. roll of the dice for success or survival.
3: Yeah. So yeah, just summarise from earlier, like Zorb cricket, definitely give it a yeah, go Yeah,
1: don't get hurt while you're in America.
3: It, yeah. Well yeah, we I mean god, yeah, no. I mean maybe that's why they should Zorb, it's like bubble boy protection. They don't get ill, they wouldn't get injured. Yeah, but there's, you're other, a big, there's medical applications for Zorb yeah, is like, what I'm saying. Yeah, but zorb, in America, zorb if you're wearing a Zorb,
2: you're a bigger target for someone with their gun. <laughs> <laughs> and True. as we discussed, if the are being inside of a deflated zorb is probably also just terrifying.
3: Yeah, it did have like a hole that you could get out quite easily and all that. Oh stuff. yeah, but if that thing's just deflated and collapsed, Around you, yeah, you'd have to, you'd have a panic. It's but not a life if, of- if, it, if it deflated while you're in water. It'd be like when people go down with their suits and they just get yeah. drowned by the silk, you know, because you can't move it off your body. Yeah, yeah, Um but yeah, like it's all football. I'd give it a go. I actually forgot as well. Like since the last time I went um, and did indoor surfing, which I would totally recommend. Okay, like it's you're on like a board that's sort of like a snowboard. Uh, skateboard type size and they build a permanent wave using um, water guns yeah. against like a padded surface so when you fall over it doesn't hurt much but the water is like no more than like an inch or two deep at any point point. Okay. Um, and they start you off bodyboarding on it so like boogie board and you can like throw the board ahead of you body surf on your chest and then the board comes back to you and you grab it and get on it cool. there are a couple of kids that were just dominating they were like jumping onto it cross-legged and staying on it and going backwards and doing spins and like all kinds of shit like yeah. wow yeah, definitely worth it. I'd give it a go. And then the stand-up, which is just immensely hard. It's like surfing or snowboarding as well. Yeah. yeah I, I, that that absorbing that hurt a lot less.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd recommend it. Okay. Um, yeah, so, I think that's pretty much was wrapped up. Um, like I say, we're going to be back as soon as we can be. Um, the D&D thing is still going to happen in the future. It's just on a bit of a delayed time scale now. Um, yeah. But we're going to try and keep the Rambling Vapors somewhat bit as regular as we can, really. Yeah, I think this the longest time, which has been two months. We were trying to do it monthly. Yeah, but... light is a minimum. So we'll we'll see how we go. But rest assured, you shall hear from us again. Cool. Um, Who knows? In we'll the meantime, and... if you want to get in touch with us, Nero uh, Rambling Vapors, uh, that's Nero with a zero, uh, at ramblingvapors.com or bungle at Um, and Kyle will forward it to me because it will be the same inbox to you you. and maybe I'll be back again Um, and then um, yeah like check out our site Um, ramblingvapors.com like us on Facebook we've got got all all our links to uh, you know uh Vaping um, awareness uh, and so on. That's all uh, we've got. Pages on our website you can check out if you want any links to Casar, to um, the <laughs> we'll new at... Nicotine Alliance, whatever. Uh, just head over to the website and click basically on the Advocacy get, get down link. on your
3: knees and open your mouth to ram- rambling vapors. That's what you're saying. Virtual knees.
1: No, no, I'm just sending us We're, to we're our, ready to our, our resources that we're putting up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, yeah, we've got our merch shop on the site there as well so you click on merchandise we've got t-shirts hats and all kinds of cool gum with our faces on oh my there. god do I get a free t-shirt no oh uh, you can have one for 15 quid oh wow bargain <laughs> that is a bargain that is a bargain yeah in this day and age you'd be lucky to get a t-shirt for less than 28 quid <laughs> <laughs> hell I've got t-shirts t- upstairs I played like 60 pounds for nice they are cyber
3: dog though so <laughs> <laughs> do they light up yeah nice do they light up your life yeah
1: excellent yeah <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, we're out. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back shortly. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you again, Mark. Yeah, no yeah. worries. Thanks around. for Enjoy coming, again. Mark. Yeah, I'll be yeah. back yeah. again. All right. Cool beans. All right, guys. Love you guys. Bye. 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 bye.
0: bye bye. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our time together today on this tumultuous journey through minds so distorted they barely qualify as such. Please do join us again in another time, at another place, for another glimpse into the profoundly strange and fascinating world of the Rambling Vapors. Release. If you would like to contact either Nero or Bungle with comments, suggestions for topics, or just to say hey, please drop them a line at ramblingvapors at gmail.com. But be prepared, as your sanity may come into question upon reading their response.
1: Right, give me some levels, guys. Just normal talking volume? Normal yeah, talk. normal talking volume, range. Normal. Give you, give it your range, you know, My your range. full range.
3: Yeah. Your range. My, My outrage. <laughs> <range. laughs> <My> your outrage. <laughs> outrage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, out you are out of range. Shots fired (laughs) Uh,
2: Ranger clock Ranger clock Ranger clock Ranger clock Mm. A clock for the
3: rangers
1: (laughs) Walker Texas ranger (laughs) Clock (laughs) Clock (laughs) (laughs)
3: Gotta be an impressive clock Joke
1: No less I don't know why I said Chuck Norris like a Dalek. Chuck Norris. <laughs> All right, All right Chuck. Chuck. You like our
3: Chuck Norris? <laughs> Chuck well, Norris come bit, round for a, a copper. Rochdale.
1: <laughs> uh, Rochdale. Yay! Reet. levels. Reet. levels. Let's see how that sounds.